830 WEEU Reading. From ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. Nikki Haley was a popular governor of South Carolina, but heading into today's Republican primary in the state, she trails former President Donald Trump. ABC's Allison Kosick has more. It will be the first head-to-head matchup for the last two major candidates since the New Hampshire primary a month ago. The contest taking place on Haley's home turf, where she spent six years as South Carolina's governor. Despite Haley's home field advantage, the latest polling average from 538 shows her trailing Trump by about 30 points. The former president's comments at the Black Conservative Forum last night in Columbia, South Carolina, are drawing attention. These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones, you see. That's how far I've come. That's how far I've come. Earlier Friday, he said he supports IVF treatment opposing the Alabama Supreme Court decision that embryos are a person. That led Alabama healthcare systems to suspend IVF programs. Emily Capaluto had been undergoing fertility treatment in Alabama when that decision came down. I really hope that Alabama steps up and that they do protect IVF because um, what happens here does matter for the rest of the country. Ukraine's marking two years since Russia invaded with tributes in Kyiv to the tens of thousands of people who've been killed. Mary Christie McDonald visiting from the U.S. there to help with humanitarian aid. This is an amazing country and democracy is flourishing and freedom and the freedom of, to be who you are and to love and that love should become more the norm, not war. The former NRA chief, Wayne LaPierre, has been ordered to repay nearly $4.4 million to the organization. A New York jury found he used that money to finance his own lifestyle. You're listening to ABC News. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. What did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Alexei Navalny's widow says Vladimir Putin is mocking Christianity over a dispute over his remains. Russian authorities have given Alexei Navalny's mother an ultimatum, accept a private funeral or they will bury him in the Arctic prison where he died, according to Navalny's team. They allegedly gave her three hours to decide. She has refused. The Kremlin is clearly afraid a public funeral could become a protest and show how popular Navalny was. Patrick Revel, ABC News, Kyiv. For the first time since 1972, a U.S.-built lunar lander is on the surface of the moon. Odysseus was built by a private company, which says it's there and it's communicating, but there is one issue. 
Odysseus landed as planned near the south pole of the moon. One hiccup, though. When it landed, its foot got stuck and it tipped over onto its side and its stuck tipped over. Steve Ultimus, the CEO of Intuitive Machines, which built Odysseus, says it's still a success. The majority of our payloads are all in view and we are collecting science and we've collected science along the way. He says the solar arrays are still facing the sun and the batteries are at 100 percent. Soon they plan to send back photos from the moon. Alex Stone, EBC news. United Airlines followed American in announcing higher costs for checking bags. Beginning today, economy passengers on domestic flights will be charged $5 more, $35 if they pay for it at least 24 hours before the flight, $40 after that. Brian Clark, ABC News. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. The voice of Burks and beyond, 830 WEEU Reading. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker will be back. And he's talking about pheromones. Ooh, great topic. What are pheromones? Pheromones, things that uh, exude uh, chemical behavior in an animal's body that they smell. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm intrigued. Curious, very intrigued, and he's on the way, and he'll describe what it's all about. Let's answer your calls right now. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Where are you calling from today? Los Angeles. Oh, well, thanks for listening. How can we help you? The, the entire Dream Team is here for you. Well, my cat jumps on my head, like, a <laughs> lot when I'm not paying attention. So I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. I'm... That's not nice. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of funny, but it also kind of sucks, like... He'll get on top of the refrigerator, and I'm not looking. Maybe I'm facing the other direction, and then, bam, all of wow. a sudden, he jumps on top of my head and balances up there. Okay. <laughs> that but would he freak it. me he out. He also, he leaps from the floor onto my shoulder also. Okay. <laughs> but when I'm not looking, so it's like whiplash. <sighs> so how did this happen? How did this behavior start, Jen? I think he thinks he owns me. <laughs> I think he thinks that he can just do it. I don't know. I guess I just am not good at training cats. Well, or you're really good at training cats. Maybe. And maybe you should make this into an act or something like well, that. Well, it's cool when I want him to do it because I'll, like, pat my chest and he'll jump up onto my shoulder, which uh -huh. when I'm prepared, it's cool. But if I'm facing the other direction or maybe I'm bent down tying my shoe and he jumps on my back, and then I have to, like, walk across the room hunched over to get him off you know, onto, like, the sofa or something, because otherwise he'll scratch me because he'll, like, try try to slip off or something. So that was what I was going to ask you. What happens when, when this is an unsolicited behavior and he does that? How do you respond to that? 
well, I have to stay in the position where he's not going to slip off and try and, like, hold on and scratch me. So I have to get to a place where I can, like, get him off without him falling. Okay. But it sucks. I, mean, I will walk across the room with the cat balanced on top of my head. Okay. I mean, but are you are you yelling at him? Are you screaming, saying, hey, what the heck are you doing? Well, no, I'm, because I can't do that. I have to, like, stay calm and, like, walk slowly and steady so that he doesn't slip off. Because, I, I mean, I have scratches on my shoulders. I, You know, he's... He doesn't scratch me on purpose, but he tries to hold on. So, Okay. Well, I'm going to side with your cat here because you've kind of already taught him to do this behavior. By asking him and training him to jump on your chest, that well, is... I didn't start that until after he already was doing it. Okay. But, you, but you're rewarding it. So oh. you can't reward it in some situations and then expect it to stop in others. So yeah. if this is a behavior you want to really stop, you have to make that decision in your mind. And say, I promise myself I am not going to reward him for jumping on my chest. Or I'm gonna, not going to ask him to um, interact with me in that way. Well, I probably you haven't asked him to do it in probably a couple months since I got him his own cat. I got him his own cat so he would, like, play with that instead of with me. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Yeah. That well, is. I mean, it worked a little bit. Like, he was entertained <laughs> by this other cat for a while. But now he's, I don't know. Okay. So... So we have a kind of a twofold problem. One is that you've you've participated in training and rewarding this behavior. The second is that in many cases this type of behavior is an attention seeking behavior. So by getting our getting jumping on the pet owner, we're getting their attention, we're taking them away from whatever else they were doing and now they're focusing on me, the kitty cat. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's accompanied with, hey, you know, vocal, screaming, emotion, waving of arms, and it becomes a game. So you are no different than that little furry catnip mouse across the floor. You are actually playing as part of his prey. So, I can tell. I yes. feel like I'm like one of his, you know, little den kittens or whatever. Exactly. So, I don't have fur to protect me. Okay, so so first of all, like I said, you have to make the decision to stop rewarding this in other situations. And then we really have to do a couple things. One is that we look at increasing the physical activity and um, stimulation that your cat has. So this means playtime that's scheduled throughout the day that does not involve jumping on your body or touching your body in any way. So that may be things like laser pointers, um, interactive feeding toys, um, things like the um, uh, the frolic cat darts, um, pounds. Yeah, those little the... round things work good with the little track with the ball that yes. goes around. Yes. Yeah, and, and then for sometimes, you know, even just giving like cheap homemade toys of plastic bottles with treats in them that you can throw across the room, he can bat around, things to engage that prey drive. You want to be out of the picture and you want to offer other things that that act him to jump, to leap, to hunt in another situation. So that's going to be a big thing. And you really have to schedule that and make that a priority throughout the day. And then, um, you know, really remembering also that you want to reward him when he's being a quiet and calm cat. And and a lot of cat owners forget to do this because, you know, we're entertained by their antics. Um, But a quiet cat should get our affection and it should get treat rewards. So when you're trying to battle this, you want to find opportunities when your cat is quiet, sitting there doing his own thing and give him a treat. 
may not mean you have to pet him, but find that opportunity to reward him and and engage him when he is being quiet. And then that way you're actually telling him, hey, when you're quiet, I'm going to be around and you're going to get my love. You're going to get food. And for cats, I've talked to callers about this before. Cats, it's about the stomach. You got to make them really appreciate you on the food source. (laughs) That's the really most important thing. And then also, you need to really develop some eyes behind the back of your head because the next step I know. is <laughs> it, you ha- have to anticipate when this behavior is going to happen and not get in that situation. Whether well, sometimes it be, I'll be texting or putting my shoes on, so I'm, like, looking at my feet. And, I mean, this morning I was putting my shoes on, so I'm, like, hunched over and he jumps on my back. But, I mean, he just laid there, and it's weird. Well, and this is where uses me like a piece of furniture, I feel like. Yes. And this is where you have to make your cat tired, satisfied uh, physically, emotionally, and then learn to anticipate what situations. So if you know bending over and tying your shoes is going to make your cat jump on you, don't do that. Go somewhere else. Safely put your shoes on. Don't put yourself or your cat in that situation. Um, Don't expect your cat to react differently by doing the same behavior over and over again. Well, Um, I see him sometimes he'll put, you know, he'll get in a position where I can see he's about to jump on me and I I tell him no, you know, and I try to look serious. Well, and that'll only get you so far. But before you, once you notice that, stop that behavior, move to an alternate location, give your cat something to do. And you want to you want to cease the response that he's going to have. So yelling at cats doesn't really help. Um, you know, um, discipline for cats does not help. All it does is it amps up their anxiety and their energy level. So you'll just get a more hyperactive cat that's just waiting until he can pounce on you till you turn your back the next time. He also learned to he um, pulls out my nose ring and my earring um, when I'm asleep because he knows that I'll get up because then I have to look for my earring because he'll pull he'll. He's gotten really good at just taking his little tiny teeth and ripping out my nose ring. He's got your number. <laughs> wow, man. You, yeah. You know, when, when I had kitties, there was one thing that happened at night. The bedroom door got shut, and they slept in the other room because the knocking of things off of the, the bedside would wake us in the middle of the night repeatedly. And if you can't control those situations, you need to control your physical environment. So it's not going to stop. I can't tell you how to make it stop while you're sleeping. Your cat will continue to pull those things out of your nose and your ears. Um, so you, you need to make those decisions in your household on controlling his environment. So yeah, I it's feel like I'm story. living in his house. Yep. <laughs> he <Yeah>. is, <laughs> and you are. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for your call today. Hey, Tammy, working hard in the newsroom. What do you got this hour? Got a question for you. What do coffee, peanut butter, and pet food have in common? Coffee, peanut butter, and Cal eats all of them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Together. Uh, No, a great big, huge, mungus merger, and I'm going to have all the details for you on it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you again with another party animal segment. I was actually visiting a friend of mine in New York not too long ago, actually shooting uh, a TV series in New York recently. If you'd like to check that out, by the way, feel free to go over to uh, VinniePenn.com, and it's Vinnie, V-I-N-N-I-E-P-E-N-N.com. 
want to check out what else I'm up to outside of the party animal segments, shooting a TV series called That's What He Said. Uh, some of the episodes are, are up on the website. And I got together with a buddy of mine I haven't seen for a while, took his big old dog for a walk down to one of those dog runs. Kilgore is the dog's name, by the way. And uh, I'd never been really to a dog run before. And my buddy's doing the whole New York thing of, you know, you can meet girls. That Man, the girls I meet down here and this and that. But he kind of, you know, he kept Kilgore, you know, really kind of close to him. Uh, said he doesn't play all that well with other dogs. Sometimes, you know, he's, sometimes he can, sometimes he doesn't, whatever. Uh, but it was all about him. It was all about the girls he could meet down there. And there were some good-looking girls down there at the dog run with their little dogs and their medium-sized dogs, their beagles running around. But I thought, what about Kilgore, man? This is where he should be hooking up. Doesn't he get a chance? I mean, it's a dog run. It's not a nightclub. But my boy couldn't understand that. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I didn't get the dog to pick up girls. I'm just saying the dog run is a great place to meet girls. Yeah, it's also a great place for your dog to meet another dog. I'm not talking about, you know, impregnating another dog and, and having one of those moderately horrific dog humping another dog scenes in front of everyone situations. But good Lord, it is the dog run that is the nightclub for dogs. Am I wrong? Kilgore really just didn't get to do much other than, you know, run around in a circle a couple of times, catch a Frisbee once or twice, and then every time he even eyed a sweet-looking Rottweiler or, or Doberman Pinscher on the other side of the, uh, the, the grassy knoll that they had there or whatever, the little stretch of grass they had there, um, my buddy Rich just said, Kilgore, get over here now. And it's like, let him talk, dude. Let him sniff. Let's see what his opening sniff is. Let's see what his come on sniff is. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide, packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. 
clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hims.com/joy. That's h i m s.com/j o y. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. When I started at Burke's Community Health Center, I joined a team that cared about me. Together, we make a difference in the lives of our neighbors, friends, and family here in Berks County. Working at BCHC means earning a living where my heart is serving others and providing them with quality, affordable health care, all while supporting my family, advancing my career, and receiving incredible benefits. A position is available for you. To join the BCHC team, visit their website at berkschc.net slash careers. Movies are bigger than ever at the RC Reading Movies 11 and IMAX, home of the only IMAX theater in the Reading area. This week, see Marvel's Madam Web. Also opening Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, To the Hashira Training, Ordinary Angels, and Drive-Away Dolls. Don't miss Bob Marley, One Love, Land of the Bad, and The Chosen Season 4, Episodes 4 through 6. Saturday IMAX series continues with Island of Lemurs, Madagascar 3D. Tickets are just $5 on Saturday, only at RC 11 Movies and IMAX in Reading. This is it. Your local Ford store's Great American Sales event is quickly coming to an end. This is your last chance to get big savings on Ford F-Series, America's best-selling line of trucks for 47 straight years. The final days to get a great deal on your Ford dealer's full lineup of SUVs. Great lease payments, low financing rates, big cash back. But it won't last long. The Great American Sales event ends soon. Check it out at buyfordnow.com and then get over to your local Ford store today. This is Tom Smith. And this is Mary Jo Smith of Thomas Smith Medicare Insurance Services. Are you trying to understand Medicare? Medigap plans, Medicare Advantage plans, prescription drug plans are all swirling in your head. Which one is right for you? We're here to guide you with choosing the proper coverage tailored especially for your needs. Our office represents all the top carriers and plans. To make sure you have the proper coverage, call Thomas Smith Medicare Insurance Services at 610-779-7724. And there's never a fee for our services. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Morgan reminding you to please spay or neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Hi, guys. Just fine. I have a four-year-old puppy on, and she has a, she makes a gagging sound. Something is coming deep in her throat, and she started when she was about... Four years or four months, four or five months old. I figured it was mm-hmm. something that she would just outgrow, but it, she keeps doing it. Okay, so it's not a sneeze, it's not a cough. 
No, it's a gas in between. Okay, and when it when she makes this sound, um, what, is she doing anything right prior to that? Well, um, I first noticed it when she was eating, and I kind of spoil her. I buy rotisserie chicken, and I I put about two inches in a baggie, and I give that to her every day, along with some uh, some Iams uh, dog food, some dry dog food. Um, but I noticed that if I don't peel that chicken up in little bitty pieces, that um, it it occurs. So I don't know if okay. she's not chewing her food up enough, or she's never hungry. She's always had something to eat there. But I've noticed okay. a time or two recently in the last few months that she would be asleep and she'll just wake up and starts just gagging. Okay, so it doesn't always happen with food then, and is it kind no. of like a kind of a snorting kind of sound it almost looks like an asthma attack an asthma attack um i'll describe a little bit no um, uh it's almost like she's gasping for air just i can't hardly i can't describe like a, it <laughs> kind of sound yeah yeah kind of like that it's like she it's like she's she's gagging on something Okay, because what I guess what I'm trying what I'm trying to describe here is kind of a interesting little sound that's something between a sneeze and between a cough that a lot of dogs do, and it's basically called a reverse sneeze, and it is characterized by um, kind of a vibrational sound, and most dogs when they do this they kind of extend their neck a little bit. Um, they kind of stick it out and they make the sound. Um, they don't usually cough anything up afterwards, but the episode can last for sometimes just a very short while, even up to a couple minutes. Um, but it, it really isn't a cough in the sense of a <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it's more of this kind of snorting sound. Does that kind of sound like what she's doing for you? Well, she does kind of extend her head, and I can tell that the muscles are contracting in her neck. Oh, okay. And, uh, yep. She'll kind of, kind of, her head will go in a forward motion and mm-hmm. kind of slightly down. Um, okay. I, I don't believe it's a sneeze. She she sneezed before, and you know it's yep. a regular sneeze like a dog. They shake their head when they sneeze. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it Bill, doesn't I, really I, resemble a sneeze. Okay. I I definitely think what you're describing sounds like this reverse sneeze sound and. Uh, the good news is that it is completely harmless. Um, it is not a sign that she's having severe um, problems getting air, um, but it is kind of this weird little fit that dogs do. Um, sometimes it's after excitement. Sometimes it's after they're kind of running around or if they pull on their leash or um, just get a little too overworked up. But we do see some dogs that will do it for no reason whatsoever or even those that wake up from sleep to do it. So there is a little bit of a phenomenon. We don't always know why it happens, but the things I would want to check out um, for your baby are going to be kind of in the nose and the mouth area. Make sure we don't have any bad teeth because um, sometimes no, no, sinus she, problems. She, I, uh, I take her to the vet uh, probably more than most people take their kids to the vet. She had one baby <laughs> tooth that wasn't coming through, and uh, okay. about a year ago I had her spayed, and I told her to go ahead and take that tooth out and clean Great. her teeth. Good. So, I mean, Good. There's, there, I had a vet tell me that she has, there, there is a birth defect associated with either the throat or the esophagus 
but it's way down deep and it's it's not operable. It's just they they have tried it in the past, but it's just not successful. And, yeah, and that's, I, I don't. That's know definitely something a little do. different than what we might be talking about. Um, what you're re- referring to is something called a collapsing trachea. And that is yeah. common in, in small breeds, yeah. And that with that, they really will do more of a true cough. So you'll have coughing episodes that can kind of happen in the same scenarios, but more with excitement. So if we're seeing more of this kind of kind of snorting, tense neck episode, I'm going to call that reverse sneezing. And I'm going to say, well, we can consider things like antihistamines to try to make that better. And, you know, check to make sure our eyes, nose, all that stuff are clear. There's no sign of any other deeper infection. In some cases, we don't do anything at all. We just kind of calm the pet, help them through the episode. Um, and only in some really rare cases will we have to go through some medical workup where we have to do things like looking for nasal mites or some weird things that could be going on at the, in the nose. So for the most part, reverse sneezing, I'm going to tell you, if it doesn't hurt her that much and it doesn't bother you, I'd let it go. Otherwise, try an antihistamine for that. Uh, she don't act like she's suffering other than, you know, uh, she's making this weird expression on her face and, and everything indicates that she's choking, she's gasping for air, you know, yeah. and naturally, you know, my heart skips a beat, but it don't last but just a few seconds, if maybe 10 seconds at the most, and it clears right up. Good, um, good. And I'd have to tell you, Bill, I have, when I did emergency call, I got calls about reverse sneezes all the time with very panicked uh, pet parents. So um, you're not alone in your concern, but you should feel a little bit of comfort knowing that it's not anything harmful. Just talk to her calmly, stroke her throat when this happens, and she'll come through it. So I hope that gives you some peace of mind there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Brandon McMillan on Animal Radio, and be sure to adopt and not shop. Jason, this furnace is struggling again. Should we get someone to fix it or just donate it straight to the museum? Wow, that is a real piece of history right there. Can I be of service? When you don't know what to do, when you're worried your older model furnace might be truly beyond hope, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and a few more years of heat. Speaking of history, is archery still a thing? I'm the H.L. Bowman Bowman. And did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman have the parts and experience to repair even the most quaintly outdated furnace and have you feeling cozy again in no time? I feel cozy just hearing you say that. Ashley, I'm standing right here. Not in tights, you're not. Visit hlbowman.com. Hey everyone, this is Michelle from BLM Multiservice, here to provide the community with our wide range of services. Whether it's auto tags, U-Haul rentals, car sales, and everything in between, we'll get you started on your road to success. Stop by our office Tuesday through Sunday at 249 Penn Street in downtown Reading. Or give us a call at 610-743-3934. Again, that's 610-743-3934. Or visit our location in downtown Reading at 249 Penn Street. Hello, this is Dr. Angstad from Angstad Family Dental. You deserve a great dentist. 
If you need to brighten up your smile or fix a broken tooth, our friendly staff is always ready to help. And new patients always receive a free exam and x-rays. You deserve a great dentist. So remember, Angstead Family Dental. Let our family take care of yours. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. The Voice of Burks and Beyond, 830 WEEU Ready. The Voice 830 WEEU. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Tammy Trujillo. It is that time of year again. It's time to start thinking about getting the income taxes done. And your pet might actually come in handy here. Now, of course, if you have a cat, it's always available to help you sort out the papers or lay down on them so they don't get moved. But there really are some very financially practical ways that your animals can help your bottom line. 
For example, guide and guard dogs are potential write-offs. If the pets figure into your profession, like you race them or have show animals, some of the expenses associated with caring for the animals can be deducted. If you foster pets, a portion of the cost of their food and care can be written off. And here's an interesting one. You can write off some tax dollars if you set up a trust for your pet. Financial website Bankrate spoke with a law professor who said most states will allow pet trusts. Now, last week we had the story of Bart. He's the cat that was hit by a car and buried because they thought he was actually dead, but he was actually still alive and dug his way out and made it to his neighbor's yard. And he was badly hurt. He is recovering amazingly well at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay, Florida. That's the good news. Bart is now officially and fondly known as the zombie cat. And if you think his story couldn't get stranger, well, think again. A few days after he arrived at the Humane Society, the group decided not to return zombie cat to his original home. His previous person had not only buried him, but had been unable to pay for his medical care afterwards. Now the center has had to put on extra staff after getting a call that some people were going to storm the building and take the cat. The police are also keeping an eye on the situation. The Humane Society intends to put Zombie Cat up for adoption, but his recovery will take many more months before anything like that can possibly happen. Okay, now this is a really interesting idea. If you stay at one hotel in North Carolina, you may end up meeting a brand new friend. A rescue called Charlie's Angels has teamed up with Asheville's Aloft Hotel, which was already a very dog-friendly hotel. What they're doing now is a volunteer brings an adoptable dog, and they greet people as they come into the hotel. If somebody happens to fall in love, they can put in an application to adopt the dog. There's also a short waiting period, and this is smart, so people really think about it and don't adopt on a whim. So far, some 20 dogs have found new homes through the hotel program. The program gives the dogs a chance to get out of the confines of a shelter, relax, and really show off their personalities. And it's an idea that's actually catching on. There's a rescue out of Los Angeles that's in taking adoptable dogs for meet and greets at a retro clothing store and having some good success. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey, everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. We're so glad to have Animal Radio veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker back on the air with us. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh, friends, I've been on a whirlwind trip. I've been gone a month. I just got back home at 4 o'clock this morning after being gone a month. Oh, holy So, so where were you? I went to the world's largest veterinary conference. Um, I know they argue with another one, but uh, the <laughs> North American hey, Veterinary man. Conference in Orlando <laughs> is supposedly the world's largest. Uh, the Western Veterinary Conference that comes up in uh, about a week in Vegas is also they're neck and neck, but it's a friendly competition. And I might say that on the Western side, we have Dr. Debbie. On the Northern side, we have Dr. Becker here today. And they're, so you're, you two are kind of competing. <laughs> well, Bring it on. You, <laughs> veterans are really hard workers. They love what they do they love to learn still and I'm, I'm glad both of you despite what sides you were on that you continue your education your your cutting edge you're learning the latest stuff and i trust you both implicitly with with our animals and i know today you're going to be talking about pheromones now it's invisible we can't see it what is it 
you know, we all know, I think the first research done, was done on pheromones with ants, and ants have this incredible mixture of pheromones, about 16 different pheromones that they can whip up, and it's uh, one of the primary wa ways that they communicate. So if somebody's out and they're bringing leaves into the thing, they can use these pheromones to tell them, you know, where to go and how far to go. In dogs and cats, I'll give you the, the two most common pheromones. I'm going to tell you about a new one. There's a pheromone in cat called the feline cheek pheromone. And when a cat rubs against you or the couch, they're actually, it's like putting the good housekeeping seal of approval on these things. And it's done in, the, it's done in places in the wild or in their environment to mark places that are safe. So if you, know, if you mark these things, if you have an escape route, theoretically in your house, they know which thing has been marked and know these different paths. So when so my cat rubs up against the wall, is he leaving pheromones against the wall? He's leaving pheromones against the wall with his cheek. Oh, okay. With his cheek. And so that's the same thing that they were doing. They were rub up against your legs too, huh? Right, exactly right. They're marking you as they're, you're, you're approved, and it's a, it's a very social thing that they do. There, there's a new extract out before we go to dogs. I'll tell you one thing. Now here's where pheromones come in important. I, I was listening to discussions about the feral cat, and there's a lot of ways you can use pheromones. You can use pheromones in a, in a multi-cat household to, uh, you know, you've only got so many litter boxes and there's certain high value items like food and water and places in the sun. And so you can use pheromones to create more of a kumbaya, like everybody has three glasses of wine kind of atmosphere in the house with pheromones. You can use it for inappropriate elimination. So the cat that all of a sudden is stressed out by looking out the window and seeing that cat run across the yard, that's uh, people that move down two houses down and starts inappropriate elimination. It really helps with that. It's incredible for car travel. If you're either going to the veterinarian or going on a long distance trip to get a diffuse, get a plug in that goes from nine volt to a plug in and plug one of these diffusers in there. Yeah, well, uh, you got to back up because I'm kind of an idiot. So they take these pheromones. Are these real pheromones that 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 you plug in? You're you're talking about these plugins, or are they it's, synthetic? It, what? What's yeah, yeah, it's good. Good question. I should have clarified that. It's synthetic versions of the actual pheromone. Okay, and you, so the, the the research was done in France years ago, and they're way ahead of us in the use of pheromones in in the European Union. So it's a synthetic version of that pheromone. It's in an alcohol carrier. So if you use, there's several different versions. You get it in a diffuser like a Glade or Bath & Body Works plug-in. You can get it in a spray bottle as you spritz like cologne. You can get it in a collar that looks like a flea collar, kind of, but it has the pheromones in the collar. And sometimes, uh, depending on the, the individual pet or the situation, you might use all three. You might have a plug-in in that 800 square feet where they spend most of their time. You may spritz their clothing uh, or their bedding where they're spending most of their time. And here, here's an example of where you would use it. Let's say that you have a, a place where the cat is scratching all the time that is marking the couch, and everybody's upset, you know, because, uh, oh, my gosh, we got this new couch, and now it's working over the edge of that. You actually spray pheromones uh, on that area to get them to stop marking that area. Oh, I'm listening to that one. Yeah. I, I just got a new yeah. couch. <laughs> yeah. does, does this work all the time or just some of the time or how effective it, is well, it? Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'm going to give this the straight skinny here. Okay. You know, we've been talking about creating fear-free veterinary visits and you know, I've kind of assembled a dream team of uh, almost a hundred people in this advisory panel. We have 17 boarded behaviorists on there. Of the 17, there's about three that think it's fooey, that think it's pseudoscience, that think there's not enough research done on it. We just don't know enough yet. Uh, so we've got about 14 that believe in pheromones and use them. So you might see somebody written that, oh, my gosh, this is pseudoscience. It doesn't work. But, you know, 14 out of 17 boarded veterinary behaviorists that are on the board are using them. 
And then for dogs, we have something called adaptal, dog appeasing pheromone. And if you think of a men's shirt or a woman's blouse, you know, the dogs have these nipples, depending on the size of the dog, you know, it can have up to 12 nipples. And down the midline where your buttons would be, there's these sebaceous glands that secrete dog uh, appeasing pheromone. And that's what keeps these puppies all laying side by side, very calm, <laughs> relaxed, and they're just drinking their milk. When I work as a veterinarian, I wear it. I wear feel away on one side and adaptal on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> I do. I'm half dog, half cat. I would think the cats would think there's a dog around. <laughs> well, the good thing is they can't smell either one. So humans can't smell either one. The dog can't smell the cat one. The cats can't smell oh. the dog one. Wow. And let's uh, have the West check in right now. Do you use it at all over there in Las Vegas at your clinic? Oh, I sure do. Yeah, we use the diffusers in our clinic. Um, and I actually personally have used them for my puppy. And do you um, think they work or do you think they're fooey? Oh, I think they work. And I think they help with things that we don't always think about. So, you know, like for my puppy, I used it for sociability and training, um, keeping her calm when she was acclimating to my home as a new pup, um, taking her to puppy social class. It, I think it helped her be more... Um, um, amenable to meeting other dogs, more outgoing, and less fearful of new situations. So I, I'm a fan of them in, huh. in both cat and dog situations. Do they have these for humans? I sure would like one around <laughs> here. Well, well you, you, see, you see them advertised in the back of those magazines. Like, my son gets popular science, and I see this one back there, you know, she's und Athena has undiscovered the secret of pheromones <laughs> in humans, you know. But uh, you know what's funny? I will tell you this, though. You have to be careful of not buying pheromones that haven't been clinically tested. Like you'll go to you'll go to a pet store, and it'll say it's a pheromone, and they haven't had any. They're 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 not equal. You know, okay. it's not like a Fuji, a Fuji apple you, equals a, a, a red delicious apple. So, and also just like she made a very good point about socialization. This is one of those things when you have puppy classes, those little wipes, you know, like a wipe you get when you eat ribs, and they give you that little foil pack with yeah. a wipe in it. Uh -huh. You can actually get these from your veterinarian. And so when, when you're taking your pet to the vet, you wipe the carrier down, you wipe your hands with this, you put a, this on the leash, wipe it down, and uh, it makes such a difference for you as an owner taking a pet to the vet or for grooming or boarding or on a trip. Well, all good information coming to us from veterinary correspondent, Dr. Marty Becker. Check out his website, drmartybecker.com, and we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com, and we're gonna head back to the phones next for your calls for Dr. Debbie and dog father, Joey Villani. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline line right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. 
It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. (laughs) Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Don't forget you can ask your questions directly to the Dream Team from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. It's a free download. You can also listen to the show or listen to Dogfather Joey Volani. So listen, there's a lot of dogs out there and cats that, um, for whether whether it's age reasons or medical reasons, um, they can't hold their urine at all, and it's bad enough trying to keep it, um, keep your carpets and all clean from something like that. But what's worse is is um they're getting it all over themselves, and now the odor is soaking into their um to their coat or in their fur, depending on if a dog or a cat. And um, you're not able to get that smell out. But there's, you know what? I want people to breathe a um, sigh of relief <sighs> because there's something that we can easily do. And it's something that's very cost effective. Um, as as you know, and, and I think I think people have known this for, for years, that almost that white vinegar kind of um, is one of the best things to use to clean up um, urine smell. And it's going to go basically the same way for, for the coat. Because what you want to do is you want to neutralize um, that, um, that bacteria and you want to get rid of the smell. And that's basically what odor is. It's a bacteria that causes the odor. So what happens is that grows... And then, and then you smell it. But with urine, you need to break it down um, enough so you can kill the bacteria. So what happens is with white vinegar, it's going to neutralize it and it's going to break it down. But you need a little bit of help. So this is what we're going to do because if I 
use white vinegar straight, um, it may not be all that comforting for your pet's um, skin, and it may not smell much better unless you really like the smell of vinegar. Um, and then you can make a salad. But um, besides that, what you want to do is take two <laughs> gallons of <laughs> take two gallons of distilled water, and add. Or if you want to make a small concoction, let's let's actually let's it might be a little bit easier depending on the size of your pet. So let's say take a gallon of distilled water that you can buy in any supermarket. And the reason why I use distilled water is the properties are going to last a little bit longer. It's not going to break down on you so quick, and, and this mixture will spoil after a while like everything else. So if you use distilled water, it'll prolong the lifetime of it. So you're going to get a gallon of distilled water. You're going to mix a half a cup of white vinegar, and then you're going to put in an eighth of a cup of baking soda, all household items. The baking soda is going to agitate um, with the vinegar, which is going to help break down the urine. You can sponge it on or spray it on. Now, I recommend either if you're going to spray it on to um, use a sponge or a cloth to go over it because you want to be able to break it down. Okay, You want to get that tackiness and, 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 and get rid of it. And once, once you emulsify that down, the vinegar and the baking soda are going to do their trick. Let it dry, brush it through, and you shouldn't notice any more or much more um, smell. If you still smell a little bit, you can you can go back over it. This is something that you don't have to worry about irritating. You could do it as much as what's necessary because a lot of the older pets, you know what? I mean, they could be urine five, six, seven, eight times a day, mm-hmm. you know, depending on you know how long they can hold it. And some of these dogs and cats, um, besides that situation, are perfectly healthy pets. So um, and people have put um, their pets down because of it. So this is a nice, easy way where, you know what, we can we can help and um, you can keep that odor down and keep your pet comfortable because I'm sure they don't like it either. People have actually put their animals down because of that. Sure. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah. I've, yeah, I've known people. Because of the urine. Because, because of the urine. I mean, yeah. I've known people that, that have diapered their um, pets because they make um it's like pet depends. They make them. Mm-hmm. The problem is is the odor that's there from it because the urine, even though it gets sucked up into the into the diaper itself, it still gets gets on the coat and seeps into the coat. And sometimes the smell could be horrible. Um, but if you use this this mixture, which works wonderful. And to be quite honest with you, I mean, you can also use the same mixture on your floors as well, and, and it'll remove that. <laughs> Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Everybody! Smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. Monica! And Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing okay. I just got a doc. I got one comment, watch the Debbie, and two quick questions. I gotta be real honest with you, Steve. You know what you sound like. You remember the peanuts commercial, the peanuts uh, <laughs> I'm glad TV. You said that, I'm having a hard time here. The, the teacher and the uh, peanuts cartoons on TV. I can barely uh, hear you. Is there? You got one of those them there Bluetooth sets on, or what's going on? I'm in between Kingman and on my way to Las Vegas. Oh well, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you can hear me, one quick question. How do you okay. feel about giving your pets oatmeal? Okay. My girlfriend every other day has been putting that in with her food. Okay. We trying to make the dogs poop or lower their cholesterol, or what's the reason we're adding that in? Um, helping Mr. Peanut out. He's got the irritable bowels, and it really seems to help out with his uh, foodie food. 
You know, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, oatmeal is a, a, a nice carbohydrate, um, but I just would be cautious as far as watching the overall calories. And, and it just gets a little touchy when we start adding things into dogs' diets. You know, sometimes we like to think we can kind of master uh, dog nutrition by just kind of doctoring up the dog, dog foods. And I'm just kind of a, a little cautious with the tendency that a lot of people have where we like to take the spoon from the human table and put it in our dog's bowl. So in general, I'm not a fan of it, but if you did a little bit of oatmeal, I can't say it would be a problem. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. These are Kindle books, and it uh, doesn't mean that you can't use them on your iPad. There is actually a Kindle application for your iPad, uh, so you can read these books just about on any tablet you have, any computer that you have, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Have a great one. Bye. Bye-bye. The Voice, 830 WEEU. Now I've been happy lately, thinking about the good things to come. And I believe it could be something good has begun. Oh, I've been smiling lately. Dreaming about the world at one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train Oh peace train, take this country Come take me home again I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun. Oh, peace train sounding louder. Ride on the peace train. Come on, the peace train. It's peace train, holy roller. Everyone jump up on the peace train. Come on. Take me home 
Voice of Berks and Beyond, 830 WEEU Reading. It's a bluebird day here in Jack's backyard. So come on in and chat with us a while. It's time for Jack's Backyard on the Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. WEEU. expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, ownership, or sponsors of 830 AM WEEU. And now, here's the host of Jack's Backyard, Jack Holcomb. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, and I'm back. Good morning. The backyard gate swings open for another edition of Jack's Backyard here on WEEU, the voice of Burke County and beyond. I'm honored to have you with us today as we gather together to learn more about this wonderful natural world. Yes, I have returned after a weather delay last week and joined by producer Linda. 610-374-8800 and 888-401-0459 are those phone numbers to memorize as we develop into the next two hours. Hope this finds you well and uh, able to sample bits and pieces of nature over the past two weeks. I extend a very big thank you uh, to everyone for the emails, photos, videos, and cards that came my way. I have to play catch up with some of the snail mail that arrived here while I was away. It won't take, it won't take long. My uh, little backyard was void of Burks, um, uh, birds, uh, not Burks, but birds, because it's West Reading. So, yes, the backyard was void of birds most of the time because of the ever-present Cooper's Hawk. My squirrels took advantage. The big news while I was away centered on the lack of large numbers of snow geese at Middle Creek. That might have changed, by the way, and we'll go into detail with that in just a little bit. Uh, centered on the large numbers of snow geese down in the Ole Valley. I had two reports, one with an estimate of 90,000 and another estimate of 50,000 snow geese enjoying the 
fields and the food down in the Oli Valley. I was blessed with great videos, and I thank you. Thank you all for the correspondence. So, we can go into more detail on everything in addition to reports today from Bill Yorick, Mike Slater, and Brant Portner, who will join us. And Brant will have more details on the snow geese situation at Middle Creek when he joins us as well at about uh, 845 or so. So come join us. Give me a call. It's so good to be back with you right here in the backyard on this Saturday morning, the final Saturday of February. Spring is just around the corner, he said. Well, let's go to the current events and see what's happening. On Monday, February 26th, the Quitapahilla Audubon Society will have another field trip to Middle Creek Wildlife Management Area for the observation of snow geese and other migrating birds, and they'll be hiking out to Willow Point. Meet at 10 o'clock at the Visitor Center parking lot, and that will be Monday, Monday, and that will be at 10 o'clock at Middle Creek. The Baird Ornithological Club next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, they'll be going around Lake Ontolani and introducing spring waterfowl. That will be at 12 noon. You meet at the Dam Breast on Route 73 to carpool to the different areas of the lake. Bring a spotting scope if you have one. Experienced birders with scopes will be there to help you with some good looks. Rudy Keller is the coordinator for that. So that will be at 12 noon a week from tomorrow. And that will be Lake Ontolani for the Baird Ornithological Club. Okay? Well, let's see. Burke's Nature on the 27th. That would be on Tuesday. Uh, homeschool program, Animal Diets and Applications, 10 to 11.30 a.m., $10 per child. In this hands-on lesson, students will attempt to forage and hunt for different foods using different bird beaks and learn through practice the important alignment of the bird's bill with its preferred diet. So that will be Tuesday. And that will be $10 per child, 10 to 11.30 at Burke's Nature, just off Route 10, back of uh, Alvernia. February 29th, Thursday, at Burke's Nature, Frosty Frames Photography, 4 to 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon. You can capture the enhancement of winter with our Frosty Frames Photography program. Embrace the beauty of the season as we guide you through the art of capturing breathtaking winter landscapes. So that's Thursday, February 29th, 4 to 5.30 p.m. at Burke's Nature. Carbon County Environmental Education Center up there at Summit Hill. They have their bird box sale, and that will be all month long. And prices vary from $15 to $25 for the kits or assembled boxes with a discount for the Environmental Education Center members. So there you have it. That will be all month long. Uh, let's see what else is going on up there. They have their Yarn Tuesdays every Tuesday in February and March, 6 to 7.30 p.m. You can learn to knit or crochet with all materials supplied, and that's a $15 donation for that. On Monday, February 26th at 10 o'clock, they have creepy crawlers, open to all two, three, and four-year-olds. 
age-appropriate games, crafts, stories, and other activities. Free for Environmental Education Club members, $5 per child for non-members. Burke's Community Strollers will be strolling uh, next Saturday, March 2nd, Lebanon Valley Rail Trail, an easy in-and-out walk. And that will be Lebanon Valley Rail Trail, Cornwall Borough, and you will meet at 10 o'clock. Take routes 897 or route 419 to Schaeferstown, cross route 501, and after about two-tenths of a mile, turn left on Route 419, Schaeferstown Road. If you need more information and perhaps uh, the <laughs> better directions, you can contact Jim at 717-951-9990. That's Jim at 717-951-9990 for the Lebanon Valley Rail Trail Walk, 10 o'clock next Saturday for Burke's Community Strollers. Well, uh, let's see. Hawk Mountain continues their uh, artistry series, their winter artistry programs, and uh, the next one is tomorrow, Kids Pour Paint Workshop from 1 to 2.30. Cost is uh, $28 for children ages 4 and up to learn the basics of paint pouring and then create their own abstract masterpiece. And then a week from tomorrow, next Sunday, they have the Art of Trees from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. and the $30 charge for that. Remember, for all the programs at Hawk Mountain, you have to register. The best way to do that is just go to hawkmountain.org, hawkmountain.org. By the way, Burke's Nature and Hawk Mountain both have uh, uh, echo camps, environmental education camps scheduled for this summer. And to find out more, just go to their websites, okay? All righty. If your organization is sponsoring any kind of nature event, we'll be more than happy to publicize it for you absolutely free of charge. But Jack needs the information, and the best way to get it to him is through my email, which is jkhbird at aol.com. That's jkhbird at AOL.com. If you don't have a computer or know someone who has, the best way to get to me is through my uh, postal address, which is Jack's Backyard, W-E-E-U, 34 North 4th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania, 19601. Jack's Backyard, W-E-E-U, 34 North 4th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania, 19601. I'd like the information one week, two weeks in advance would be absolutely ideal. And I appreciate your cooperation. Thank you. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll free, 888-401-0459. Those are the numbers to keep in mind as we roll merrily along in the backyard on this uh, Saturday morning. So good to have your company, and it's great to be back with you, okay? All right, right now it is coming up on uh, uh, 8-11. That's the good morning time, and uh, let's see here. Uh, let's, say, let's say good morning to Audrey. How are you today? I'm fine, having a cup of coffee from Wawa. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Well, I picked it up. My I picked up my daughter from work, so I figure I get one there. Usually, I'm a Duncan girl, but anyhow. <laughs> so I wanted to know if you got my email and were you able to see that wing migration movie documentary on Turner Classic Movies? Uh, I did not. I did not get that email, Audrey. Oh, okay. Well, Turner, they do have it on demand. Do you, do do um, the service electric out there get Turner? Uh, Turner Classic Movies. On uh, I'm on Comcast, so I, I don't I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. Well, if anybody does get it, it's on it's on demand, and it's they did seven continents over four years. Uh, any birds, uh, they follow them mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took them well. It took them four years. They said over four years. Uh, like all the cranes and the different birds that migrated thousands of miles. It's really good. Who did the narration on that? Do you remember? Mm, no, I'm not okay. sure. Okay, okay. It's from, I think, from about, it's, I said to my husband, I don't know if that's an HD. It's from um, 2001. It was a documentary that won an Academy Award. Yeah, that, it sounds familiar to me, but I, I honestly don't remember uh, whether I saw that particular one or not. Uh, do you have a DVD player? Uh, yes, we do. I can send it out to you and, and lend it to you. Well, uh, uh, you can have it. Yeah, I've seen it once. I mean, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, maybe you can pass it on. I, I I believe I've seen that, but I'm not sure. Um, if if you get a chance, Audrey, uh, can you can you find out who narrated that? Sure. Yeah, and let, and let me know by an email on that, okay? Because I, I suspect that I've seen it. Um, it's. I think the guy had a French accent. Hmm. Well, I'm not familiar with yeah. that, so. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. That that that's that's it. No, I, I put out crack corn. I I gave in and bought some crack corn, and I didn't see any birds really go to it yesterday, like in the afternoon. So I guess that really doesn't count. But I saw the squirrel this morning before I went to get my daughter from work. <laughs> I think the morning doves probably will find that as well. Did you get the, the fine crack corn or the medium crack corn? The, the fine crack corn. Okay, okay, they'll find the morning it. Morning dove, Jack, you know the morning doves find everything. Yes, they do. <laughs> no question. So, well, that's about it. You have a great day and uh, happy anniversary. I didn't get to say that the other week. I appreciate so. that, Audrey. Thanks okay. so much yeah. for your call. Okay, have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. This is Jack's Backyard, and I'm glad you are with us today. And I'm also very glad that uh, Kathy is along today as well. Kathy, how are you? I'm fine, Jack, and yourself? Well, pretty good this morning, thank you. I had my two cups of coffee, and I'm oh, raring to go. Good. Um, I just wanted to uh, talk to you about... No, I, um, I think I just wanted to talk to you, but I have this robin, um, a singular robin, I think about two weeks now at least, and uh, he's there by himself, and he, he sits on top of the suet, and he, he's pretty much keeping the little um, woodpeckers away. Um, he, he seems a little, um, a little uh, I don't know what his problem is, but I think because he's by himself and he likes it where he is, but... He seems to be uh, a little uh, demanding. Upset, demanding. <laughs> yes, he's, he's not real kind to the other little birds sometimes. 
Yeah, once they that. once they once they establish themselves and they they like the territory, they found what they want as far as food is concerned. They'll hang around, and and some some birds, especially the robin, I I I don't know, but certainly the blue jays and the, and the mockingbirds and some of the other species really are very protective of the territory. Okay, but I've never had a single robin hang around like this before. No, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. He's he's found a niche, and uh, he, he he likes it because he can survive the winter with the food. Okay. All right. Well, you have a great day, and it's nice to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take, Bye. take care. Bye-bye. This is the backyard, and I didn't, you know, did I press the right button? I guess I didn't. Yes, I did. All right. <laughs> I have to be sure here. All right. Audrey or Avery, how are you this morning? Oh, good morning, Jack. I'm good. Your voice is still strong, and you're still pumping that heart, which is a good thing. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I have a question for you about red-tailed hawks. Uh, first of all, do they migrate, or do they stay all season. Some 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 migrate. Some will move south, but we have a good a good population of wintering red-tailed hawks. Well, when they migrate, where actually do they go? What area? What state? Well, the migratory. I'm not sure how far the red tails go offhand. Um, probably into our south, certainly maybe in, into Mexico. Um, unlike other hawks, like, for example, the broadwings go down into South America. Okay. And another question. They, they don't mate for life, do they? That's hard to speculate, you know. Some, some say they do, some say they don't. Uh, if, for example, they would lose a mate, they would find another one. Uh, it, uh, it's hard, it's hard to normal. say. Yeah, that's a normal part of life, human, bird, or otherwise. But again, I want to congratulate you on your anniversary. It's always good to talk to you on a Saturday morning. And again, God bless you and your family. And keep that old heart pumping. We need you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try, Avery. I'll try. You take good care. Thank you. Mm, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the backyard. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll free, 888-401-0459. It's dinner time for your dog, but do you know what's in the bowl when you scoop out that dry dog food? Let me ask you three key questions. Do you know the meat you're feeding? Do you know who makes the food and where the ingredients come from? Is the food overloaded with carbohydrates and poor quality filler proteins? Not sure? Let the staff at Godfrey's help you be sure about what you're feeding. We have great foods for every budget. They're all safe to feed and well-formulated. Godfrey'sDogdom.com If you need new windows or doors, Deluxe is the place to go. Let the Dennis family at Deluxe Window and Door update your home with beautiful maintenance-free windows and doors. Deluxe Window and Door is a local award-winning family business for over 69 years. Deluxe has windows and doors in all price ranges, expert installers, and a beautiful showroom at 2101 Penn Avenue in West Lawn. Visit their website at deluxewindowanddoor.com. Looking for fresh meats and produce, a quick meal on the go, unique handmade gifts, or just looking to meet a friend for breakfast? Look no further than Shillington Farmer's Market with over 25 local vendors who love to serve their community. 
Visit ShillingtonFarmersMarket.com or follow them on Instagram and Facebook for weekly specials, events, and more. Shillington Farmers Market, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. Open Thursday through Saturday at 10 South Summit Avenue, Shillington. Family owned and operated for over 50 years, Poplowski's is your one-stop automotive service and collision center. Most of their staff have 30 or more years in the field. They install what they sell, car, truck, and SUV accessories to personalize your vehicle. Please remember, as they always say, you have the right to choose who does your auto body repairs after an accident. So keep Poplowski's in mind when you have an automotive need. And from everyone at Poplowski's, thanks for listening to WEEU and for your business. When it comes to addiction, every second counts. Today, there's hope. Berks County residents have access to free Narcan and safe, affordable options for drug and alcohol treatment. Order an opioid overdose reversal kit, find treatment, or learn more by visiting the Council on Chemical Abuse website, cocaburks.org hope. That's cocaburks.org hope for more information. Or call 610-376-8669 to learn more. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Your WEEU Greater Berks Region Allergy Air Quality and Health Report will start our report today on the health side of things with news that a very contagious stomach bug is circulating in the northeast part of the country. CDC data says the northeast has the highest level right now for norovirus, which is causing vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach cramps. And the interesting thing about this one is hand sanitizer doesn't really help. Experts say alcohol-based formulas don't penetrate the virus, and good old-fashioned soap and water is the only thing that helps. Ways to prevent it is to wash your hands often, avoid preparing food for others when you're sick, and stay at home. I'm Monsoon Mike. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. Back to more of your calls on Jack's Backyard, here on The Voice, 8.30 a.m. WEEU. Right now it is 40 degrees, 40 outside your AccuWeather station. That would be WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond. Good to have your company today. Do you know that our baseball season starts today on your sports leader? Exhibition baseball, that's today. Phillies, Blue Jays, 1 o'clock. Right here. We haven't carried the preseason games for a long time, so they're back with us weekends right here on your sports leader. All right, let's go back to the phones. And uh, let's see. Charles, good morning. How are you this morning? Hello there. Are you there? Hello, this is Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I couldn't read the... I'm, I couldn't read the picture. That's okay. I have a quick woodcock question. They're starting to do their thing right now in the morning and in the evening before the sun goes down. Um, and over the years, I live near in Birdsboro between Gibraltar and Birdsboro, actually along the river. I always wonder what the, where they, where do they go after their spring display? I mean, we have a swamp area behind our house, plenty of area, but after they do their display in the spring. Um, I don't see them the rest of the season in the summer. Uh, yeah, they're they're a woodland bird basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you would, and they they usually hang around um, not not too far from a stream. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, we have stream and, and there's natural springs and you know you can probably hear maybe 
six or eight doing their little oh that's and great and stuff and you can occasionally see them doing their little flutter um and then they do their thing and then i don't know in like a month you know you don't hear them you don't see them so i was just wondering if they truly hang out there until when they leave they're very hard to spot uh, they, they they they're very well camouflaged with their plumage yeah. Yeah. and uh, i mean i I've only seen one one time, and I almost stepped on it. Okay. And that goes back a number of years uh, because it, uh, the the bird was on the nest, and yeah, uh, yeah. You, you yeah I've seen them fly at sun sunset um, into the swampy area, and the, you know where the springs are. I've seen them do that. I've seen them do their display. I was just after after you know probably like March or whatever, probably like a month. You won't really see them. You won't hear them. And I'm assuming they're right. flying low and going to the river and doing whatever, but. I just was wondering if they truly stay around the whole, you know, spring and summer in the same area. Yeah, and I'm really glad you called. I've had a couple of emails about the woodcock being heard, so that's great. It's that time of year. Yeah. Okay. All right, so they do stick around. It's just we never see them. That's, that's probably the, the answer, the correct answer. If, <laughs> if not, someone will correct me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good to talk to you, Chris. Stay well. All right, you too. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard, and I'm glad you're along with us today. And let's continue. Yeah, I have time for another one. All right. Let's. And uh, Brad, good morning. How are you today, young man? I'm just fine. Sounds like you're good yourself. Well, I'm trying really hard. I haven't cleaned out the bluebird box. They're frequenting it. I don't know if they set up shop yet. Do I clean it out or let it alone? Absolutely. It is the time of year to clean it out. Oh, okay. I thought it had been done, you know, like a month ago. I didn't know. Yeah, sure. yeah. This, as as we, especially around late February and early into March, is when they really start picking the site. So it's a, it's a, it should do it today, I guess, Brad. Okay, so <laughs> then they they probably haven't moved in yet. I just a tad early for that, but uh, they're certainly okay. looking at it. Okay. Well, I hope they keep looking and choose my site. Do you have do you have problems with the house sparrow? Yes, I do, and I want to try the string this year. I believe that's what I use, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah that's right. That's yeah. right. Yep, I'll try that, and hopefully that'll do it. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad you called. You take care, and good luck with your bluebirds. Yes, goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You're listening to The Backyard. All right, here we go. Do I? Yeah, Bill's not on yet, so we'll go to another call. And uh, this would be Bob up there in Kutztown. Bob, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Pretty good, thank you. What's up? If you're looking for snow geese or anybody's looking for snow geese, I'm sitting at the rudders uh, on 222. There's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of them landing in the fields right now behind the rudders. Where is that rudders? It's uh, along 222, right outside of Kutztown, towards uh, Monterey, I guess you would call it. Okay. Uh, Long Lane and Long Lane and uh, 222, there's a Burger King right across the street. Okay. But there, I, I can't believe it. There's a lot of them here. It looks like Oli. That's what it does. It looks like Oli. It's, it's really been it's incredible. Like People sent me photographs and videos of the ones in the Oli Valley, and it just looked like a snow-covered field. It does, and that's how this looks right now. I'm looking at it right now. They just they just keep coming. They just keep coming. Well, I I appreciate I appreciate the report. I'm glad you called with that, Bob. 
Okay, have a good day. Well, you too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This is Jack's Backyard. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. As I mentioned, uh, Brant Portner will have more details on the snow geese at Middle Creek. The numbers have increased, by the way. At last count from yesterday, there were like 46,000 at, uh, at Middle Creek. So I wanted to mention that, but he'll, he'll give us more at 845 or so. And also, Mary sent me an email this morning about Flacco, the Eurasian eagle owl that escaped from the zoo in New York City. It, it has died, apparently, after uh, hitting a building. So, uh, Mary, thanks, thanks for sending that along, okay? So much to talk about. All right. 610-374-8800, out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. And uh, I believe we have Bill on the line. Yes, it's almost time. So it's 829, and he's allowed uh, a minute early. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Say good morning to our good friend who takes this time of day every Saturday to bring us up to date on what's happening in his natural world. Let's say good morning to Bill Urich. Bill, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm pretty, pretty well, thank you. Good to have you along, as always. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we had a little bit of an adventure this morning. One of um, Michelle's friends wanted to see snow geese, so we took an early drive out to the Ole Valley and... Um, there were some hunters along Gottwald's Pond, so they, we didn't really see any at the pond, but we saw this when we were heading back. We saw the snow geese, uh, several thousand in the air um, oh. in the distance coming down. So that was that was interesting. And uh, we saw uh, we stopped near the Oli Turn the old Oli Turnpike Dairy, and there were three bald eagles in a in a tree in the field across from the dairy. Um, one was almost an adult. It had the white head, but not the white tail, and there were two juveniles with it. So there was, um, that, it's, it seems to be like snow geese and bald eagles are going together. You know, and we were, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's interesting. Uh, uh, Middle Creek has had as many as 25 mm-hmm. bald eagles. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. Right. I was going to mention that. Michelle and I went to Middle Creek on Wednesday. And we saw Rudy and Catherine there, and they said they had counted 26 bald eagles wow. along the shoreline and up in the air. As we were walking back, I saw at least four immature birds, you know, circling above the lake. It kind of reminds me, you know, back in the early 90s, all we had were, you know, several thousand tundra swans, and then <laughs> there was, the bald eagles started to nest, and then we got the the um, the snow geese, and this year, you know, as you mentioned about uh, with Brent, Brent Portner mentioning about the sort of lower numbers of snow geese there this year, uh, but now there's over 20 bald eagles. <laughs> and yeah. so, so is that going to be the attraction in the spring? Is the, a huge fallout of bald eagles as, as the snow geese numbers, as, you know, the, the weather changes, the climate changes, and the snow geese, snow geese migration changes? Is is there going to are we going to be seeing a change over the past twenty years uh, from just as there was a transition it seemed from tundra swans to snow geese now mm-hmm. snow geese to bald eagles as the main attraction in the spring at Middle Creek? Wow. That's, that's, one of those 
questions we can ask ourselves. Amazing. You know, when you stop to think about it and, and the whole migration pattern, and uh, I had mm-hmm. the report that they, they had the majority of the eagles that were seen were um, immatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rudy mentioned he saw only two adults. So, my goodness, that's, that's quite... And, of course, it takes four years to, to reach that adult mm-hmm. plumage. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, a, a mixture of birds there. Um, and they seem to be not, you know, too much in conflict. So uh, I guess, you know, they're, they're, and, and bald eagles are nesting right now, too. So yes. that's another interesting um, development there, that they have that concentration of bald eagles. But um, and I'm sure there's there's a nesting pair there some someplace. But um, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm surprised there isn't more conflict among the, um, the nesting pair and the, and the interloping juveniles, which I'm sure does happen at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating. But the good news is, from the past week, I made my first entry into the Breeding Bird Atlas this year. (laughs) You conquered. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fraught experience, I will tell you. But um, we were at Charles Evans Cemetery, and the Cooper's Hawk uh, was taking nesting sticks and things to its nest. And we saw it sort of at, at the uh, at its nest site, um, stepping around on its nest and um, arranging material on its nest, and then flew off to a nearby tree. So that's one of the uh, the, the breeding codes. And so I got out my phone and I got my eBird account up, and I started going. And I went, "Oh my goodness, there are about 19 breeding codes." <laughs> and I I sort of had a way through before I got to whatever, whatever it was, CN for carrying nesting material. And so I dutifully logged that. So that was my first um, of the new atlas uh, atlasing project um, report. So I, I did it. <laughs> I'm, I, so, I'm hoping to do a program on that, about the, the new uh, atlas. Yeah, uh, with the... that's one definitely one to listen to because i need help <laughs> uh i i yeah i'm, I'm still a novice at nav- navigating through the uh, ebird uh but one good thing about using ebird on your phone is um when you're there it automatically records your location so you don't have to get really granular back home with putting in your the locations for the for the sighting you can just do it right there and it records you know, through the GPS or whatever on your phone, uh, where you are, which is, you know, it, which is good for that, but it's kind of creepy to know that. <laughs> they know where, where you are. <laughs> right. You know, Apple knows where I am, you know, and who knows who else knows where I am at this moment as a drone is flying overhead, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that, was, that was fun. That was interesting. And while, uh, while we were in Charles Evans Cemetery, um, we also saw, um, I saw my first fish crows of the year. There was a flock mm-hmm. of 50 of them flying, flying over. So that was a, that was a kind of neat thing to see and hear fish crows again. Uh, another one of those signs of spring. Um, I, I really enjoyed listening to your previous caller about the woodcock. It's like, oh yeah, I need to get out and, and, uh, do some, uh, woodcock sightings, uh, uh, I know there's there's uh, one spot near the old dry road farm that's been pretty reliable the last few years, uh, but uh, and 
what you mentioned about almost stepping on one was interesting because several years ago uh, there was one of those Baird Ornithological Club Tuesday afternoon um, excursions over at Lake Onalani, much mm-hmm. like what's going to happen next week. But um, Russ, we, we were down along that closed part, you know, where the graffiti bridge is, at the end on the, the side of Kemmerer Road there. And we went down to look at, um, at some rafts of waterfowl. And Russ Hoffman was walking along and almost, and almost stepped on a woodcock, and it flushed right, mm-hmm. right when mm-hmm. uh, we were there. So, you know, when you mentioned about where they disappear to, where they filter off to, Bailey's Creek used to be a really great place for, for um, you know, woodcock displays. And so it was, I was wondering whether that was one of those from Bailey's Creek, but Bailey's Creek sort of got grown over. The, the woodland sort of matured there. Yeah. So I don't think there's quite the, the displays that used to get there. I haven't gone out there for a while to check on the displays there, but um, it was interesting that uh, Russ flushed the woodcock, and that was about a half a mile away or so from, from Bailey's Creek, a quarter mile, half a mile away from Bailey's Creek. So, um, where is yeah. that, Bill? Uh, on Lake Onalani, yeah. Oh, yes. It's, okay. um, yeah, it's, it's all on the back side backside of Lake Onalani. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know yep. where you are now, yeah. Yeah, at, near the, there's the dog leg, and then you go back uh, there uh, towards Bailey's Creek Cove, and that's where the, um, there was a, a plantation of um, evergreen trees that mm-hmm. was planted there. And there used to be a, a good woodcock display there, but um, the, that little tree uh, plantation has grown up a little bit. And I think it's, um, you know, reduced the, the woodcock uh, display because they like those open fields areas for those displays, those marshy field areas. So, yeah, uh, I may have to try to get out there with, one time. One of those things to do on the to-do list. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we, longer. <laughs> We hope you have a good week and you find out exa- yeah. exactly what's going on with technical help or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you take care. I guess it's going to be spring next week, right? That's right. Spring is on the way. Spring weather. Yay. <laughs> okay. Talk to you then. Okay, Bill. Take care. This is The Backyard right here on News. On, on, <laughs> I almost said it. WEEU, the voice of Berks County and beyond all righty the difference uh what is the difference between fine corn and crack corn i i think uh i i don't i should perhaps ask mike that when when he calls but uh, there's there's the fine crack corn medium crack corn and, and regular crack corn i i don't uh, i i don't know if every store where you buy corn has the different blends as it were uh i i but i, I do believe that most birds prefer the uh, not the, not the whole but the the uh, the medium crack corn fine crack corn we'll find out from uh, from mike because he, he'll he'll know all about that you're listening to the backyard 610-374-8800 out of the area toll free 888-401 0459 
Are you feeling hungry? Then come to Why I'm Missing Bakery and Restaurant for breakfast or lunch. The best bakery and buffet in Berks County. With fresh fried chicken to homemade donuts, they got you covered. And you can even order off the menu. Everything is fresh, never frozen, and always homemade from scratch. The Why I'm Missing Restaurant and Bakery is open daily from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. For the full menu and specials, go to whyamissingrestaurantandbakery.com. Get your feast on today, located at 1245 Penn Avenue in Wyomissing. Headed out on a warm weather vacation or just looking past the cold of winter? Let Ocean State Job Lot outfit you today. Men's cargo shorts and golf tops, $10 each. Famous Maker Men's Stretch T-shirts are nearly 67% off too. Save over 80% on women's swimwear and jogger pants are just $10. Women's Hatchy Knit or Flannel Lounge joggers with side pockets, your choice, are only $6 compared to $30 or more at other retail stores. Ocean State Job Lot, your store to get more for less. Hi, I'm Terry Sinelli, proud longtime resident of Berks County. I'm thrilled to introduce you to the residents of Village Greens, our brand new senior living community opening this summer with 131 state-of-the-art apartments offering independent living, personal care, and memory care. We're dedicated to providing vibrant senior living and the best team of caregivers in Berks County. Visit our Welcome Center at the intersection of Penn Avenue and Broad Street in Sinking Spring or visit the residents at villagegreens.com. Peace of mind is knowing that everything will be taken care of when a disaster occurs. Hi, this is Skip Bell of Service Master Restore. If your home or business sustains damage from a fire, flood, or some other disaster, we are here to handle complete emergency cleanup, restoration, and reconstruction. This includes helping you navigate the insurance claims process. No one ever expects to need our service, but if you do, remember Service Master. Masters of Service, serving the Master. Call 610-374-1881. PA 4208. If you or a loved one needs estate planning or may require nursing home care, call Scott Painter, your hometown attorney. Scott is a certified elder law attorney serving all of Berks County from his office at 906 Penn Avenue in Wyomissing. He handles every aspect of elder law. Mention WEEU and he will provide you with a $50 credit. To see how you can protect and plan your estate, call Scott Painter at 610-378-5140. Foot Solutions in Chillington is celebrating Comfort Week, March 25th through the 30th, with raffle tickets and door prizes. Check out all of their new styles, individualized custom footwear, and over-the-counter orthotics. Foot Solutions' highly trained professional staff provides you with a free evaluation and advanced assessment technology. Now offering shoes and inserts with the Diabetic Shoe Bill. Don't miss Comfort Week, March 25th through the 30th at 654B Philadelphia Avenue. Call 610-775-4950. We return to Jack's Backyard. Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. Yes, that uh, last time I checked, that would be me, and it's uh, good to have you along in the backyard today. And uh, let's see here. We are right here with Matt. Are you there, Matt? Matt, are you there? I'm here, Jack. How are you doing? Well, I'm fine, thank you. Good to hear from you again, young man. Okay, Jack. Yeah, I was just... Um headed out and I heard um, Bill on the phone talking about Woodcock. Yes. And um, Andy and I have been exploring our reliable spot called River Rogue, which is just down below my house for the past three weeks. Okay. And it's been covered with snow and ice, and so we've yet to hear one. So I'm hoping today, which looks like a really nice active day for birds, we might get our first one of the year. 
I hope so. It's been reliable for 20 years. I mean, you go down there, and we've had as many as 8 to 10. And um, But we'll see. The, uh, is it early? No, it's right about t- time. Two, three weeks ago was early. Okay. Right now, it's right in the prime time, and um, they should be there. There's lots of mud and little pools of water in the fields. And it's open now, so they should be there. Well, that's very good. I appreciate that, letting, letting the us know. The river road is just come into Shuey and take Zweizig back to the burn bridge and take the little road along the river called River Road, and mm-hmm. you'll come to fields on the left. I've had them going back and forth just along the road. Okay. Yesterday was a good day for snow geese moving. I think they're all headed either to Trexler Town or to Middle Creek. Yeah, the population in Middle Creek's increasing. Yeah, I believe it. We were in the house a couple of days ago, and I think eight to 10,000 were going over our wow. house, and they were headed east towards Allentown. It's, it's amazing the numbers that have been seen in the fields. It's, as one caller earlier this morning, just off 222, I mean, it's it's just uh, mind-boggling, and especially the videos and pictures I received of the, 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 the congregation in the Yoli Valley. Yes, it's fun to, I still like to do this, even though they're not wearing collars like they used to. Mm-hmm. Just perch alongside the road with binoculars and scope and try to find a Rosses or a cackling goose, which is that small Canada goose, or a white-fronted goose. And I've had cackling and a couple Rosses. But no gray uh, white-fronted geese hmm. yet. Yeah. Is that a time factor? I think it's just, oh, time. I think if you could chase all the uh, flocks, you might find one. What I like to do is just stand underneath them as they go over. And you know what the, the bar belly looks like on a, a white-fronted goose. That's easy to pick out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've yet, I've yet to see one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you got to get out in the field and study. Yes, we do. And that's the fun part of this time of year is what species are coming in. Or like for a while they had uh, a catbird was lingering around, mm-hmm. down around Potsdam, I believe. And it's a catbird hung in all winter, which they've done before. Yeah. But we have yet to find, you know, fox sparrow or towhee up this way. It's quite a bit of difference between Redding and Hamburg. Not that many miles, but yeah, that's interesting. Wise, it, it's different. That's interesting. The birds don't make it this far right away. I had one report of a fox sparrow. Well, that's good. So that was one. Um, they don't. I had one years ago in my backyard, but that was years ago, and it was a little bit later in in uh, winter and, and spring. I think it was actually spring. We usually get one underneath the hawthorn. A little later on now, because mm-hmm. I throw mm-hmm. seed under there, and that gives them something to peck away at. <laughs> well, agree. And the ball, go ahead. The bald eagles are busy at the rudder's nest, sitting there for the last couple of weeks. They so, well, what, should be on eggs, right? Yes, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. And every now and then, one of them flies over our house. They, knowing you're a bird watcher, that's why, Matt. 
Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> we're very blessed to have our location. We get quite a few birds up this way. Okay. It's just the snow really slowed things down, and yeah. it's taken so long for it to melt. Well, I appreciate the call and the update, and uh, don't wait so long next time. <laughs> okay, Jack. All righty. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. This is The Backyard, and I'm glad you're along with us today. Okay, where are we going? Oh, I know where we're going. Brant Portner is on the line, and uh, he is down here. Brant, are you there? Brant, are you there? He's down farther, Linda? Is he down farther? Okay. Oh. Hey, Jack. Yeah, I, 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 Linda, can I put you on hold? Because I want to get sure. back to Brant, okay? All righty. Brant, are you there? Good morning. There we go. I heard the magic noise. I'm on now. All right. Yes, you are. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good, thank you. Wow. Middle Creek, uh, Middle Creek and Snow Goose Power Hour on the station this morning. That's, that's the news. That's what everyone's talking about. I saw 46,000 yesterday. Yes. So um, the snow geese do a really good job. They, they try hard to prove my predictions wrong all the time. Um, <laughs> we had that big uh, increase right before Valentine's Day, and then that snow hit. Pretty much everything dropped off to nothing. I mean, last weekend <laughs> I felt bad. There were people from South Carolina and Switzerland and oh. all over the place, and there were like no geese here. Oh, um, but the, the snows melted off and the fields have opened up and stuff to our south has moved up again. And we're pretty much like at that peak number. We're at like 46, 50,000 right now. So um, we're back in business. How long will that stay to, in your estimation, Brent? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, you're going to try to prove me wrong again. No, I would never do that. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I really thought that uh, numbers would not get back to where they were previously because so many birds moved to our north. I like to think another week, maybe two, there'll definitely be birds here, but it's really going to be warming up next week. Um, yeah, and also, yeah. there's also a chance of rain here and there. So if things are really warm in our north, uh, birds are going to keep flying. Like they were doing last weekend, they were they were flying over Middle Creek when there was snow on the ground, but they just kept going north. They weren't really stopping on the water. Um, so I don't know. Every year I'm here, the, the trend is stranger than the previous year, it seems. Before we go to the current events that you have planned at, at Middle Creek Wildlife Management Area, what, are there nesting eagles yet Have you uh, in, in, yes. at, at Middle Creek? Yes, and we have two now, at least two. Uh, the one is that same one that's always been kind of publicly viewable from across Willow Point. Uh, if you're at Willow Point looking across the lake, before the leaves start to open, you can always see them there, and they're on the nest. Okay. Um, and there is a second nest on our property. The, the, like Bill was saying earlier, the eagles are the – the draw this year, I mean, so many people are shocked to see how many eagles mm -hmm. there are. There's mm -hmm. one guy that said he saw 30 one day. One wow. of your listeners, uh, I believe his name was Donald, he was very excited to meet me on Tuesday, and he wanted me to say he saw 14 eagles. So, it's yeah, it's uh, Eagle Palooza right now. Uh, yeah, that, and that's kind of amazing. I know Bill mentioned it, Bill York mentioned it as well. And uh, I was receiving emails saying they were surprised at the number of immatures. Yes, and, yeah, that's the majority of the birds. Um, and that's always fun to sort of educate people between the difference of a golden eagle, which I've never heard of being here, and the juvenile bald eagles, which they're, they're very prevalent. So, yeah, there's a lot that are – I don't know if, how long they're going to hang out or if there's some that are just still moving through and going further north and they're just stopping here with the abundant food sources. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, 
later into the breeding season in the summer when things start to fledge, how many, like, you know, not this year's hatchier juveniles will, will still be hanging around. Very good. So what's it coming up in uh, March at Middle Creek? All righty. So we do have an event today. Um, Ryan Briggs, the bug man, will be here at 10 o'clock doing a silk moth cocoon walk. He's going to do a little uh, presentation in the auditorium and then go out for a hike. So if you're uh, getting some cabin fever and want to come out, it's a little cool and breezy, but the sun's out here, so it's, it's not bad. Um, March is, is going to be an exciting month. Personally, uh, these are some of my favorite events I have planned for the whole year. Um, on Wednesday, March 13th at 6.30 on the auditorium, that's our speaker series, and that is Past, Present, and Wilderness Ways of Lenape. Um, Adam Waterbear from the Lenape Nation of Pennsylvania will, will be here in the auditorium giving up a presentation about some Lenape history and, and some different cultural aspects that they have. So that's something that I, was really, I worked really hard to make that happen, and I'm really excited for that talk. Um, now, another one that I always have a lot of passion about is uh, prescribed fire. That's something I've done for years, and I think it's really important for our ecosystems. Uh, this is the third year that we're doing a public prescribed fire demonstration. So people can come here, and have a, we'll have all of our equipment out. Um, and if the conditions are right, we're going to do a prescribed burn on the field right by the visitor center that people can watch right in front of them. Is, um, is this is Saturday, this... March 16th at 10 a.m.? But I did make a rain date this year because last year it got rained out. We can still do stuff if there's rain. You know, we, we get the drone out and have the engines and, and all the hand tools and all that. But uh, March 23rd is the rain date for that, same time at 10 a.m. Is that normal for the burn uh, at, at this time of year, or is it done later? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember. It seems right. to me— yeah, good question. So the last two years we've done them the first weekend in April, which sometimes conflicts with uh, the opening of trout season. Um, now, the interesting thing that people don't always know is really in Pennsylvania, prescribed fire can happen any time of year. The, the most common times in the spring, things dry out more. There's not a chance of snow in the ground. Things are warmer. Uh, it's a dormant season, so you're not necessarily harming some plants. But uh, depending on what your objectives are, Fall burning is, is able to be done, especially if you're trying to knock back some vegetation, specifically invasives, because usually their leaves are still out in green when other things are dormant. Mm -hmm. Growing season burns can be done, have totally different effects, and, and some can be very beneficial for native ecosystems. And then even in the wintertime, sometimes we've done burns with snow on the ground. If there's a lot of debris in one area or it's really hazardous, you can do a burn um, because it's not going to really get intense because it's, you know, cool and, and mm -hmm. moist out. Mm -hmm. um, but you can do pile burning and other things. So really, we can burn any time of year if the conditions allow it. Okay, very good. Well, it sounds like you're busy and will be even busier as the days go by yeah. at, uh, yeah, at this, Middle This Creek. weekend's going to be crazy. Last weekend was, was nice and calm, and I'll probably be losing my voice by the end of the day. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Right, thank you, Jack. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Brent Bortner, he is the uh, Environmental Education Specialist, Pennsylvania Game Commission at uh, Middle Creek Wildlife Management Area. Okay? All righty. Well, i got to do this, and then we'll see if we have time for another call. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. 
This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. Welcome back to Jack's Backyard on The Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. W-E-E-U. And right now, 40 degrees, 40 degrees outside your AccuWeather station, W-E-E-U, The Voice of Berks County and beyond. And uh, let's see. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Linda. Thank you for waiting. I'm sorry for the interruption. Oh, no problem. You got my email about the fox sparrows. Yes. But the most amazing thing, I love these little birds, the yellow rump warbler. <laughs> they are just so adorable. I'm not sure if we have two, but I know we definitely have one. And it's amazing how I sit here at the kitchen table and look out, and you don't always see the yellow rump. But That's right. I sit here looking, and it's like, come on, move your wings so I can see your yellow rump. They are just the cutest little birds. <laughs> and cool. he's eating peanut chips and suet. And he's been hanging around for quite a while. Yeah, they, they're a very hardy warbler, as you know, and, and we do see um, a lot of them in the wintertime. They, they can seem to manage it without any difficulty at all. Mm-hmm. But he's been hanging around a lot, and he's just adorable. I love to... <laughs> I love it when he shows his yellow rump. I think that is so neat. <laughs> but It makes it easy to identify, right? What? It makes it easier to identify the bird. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, that's for sure. But And the swans have been up here a couple times, and fox have been running around, and that's about it. Well, that's pretty good report. Appreciate it, Linda. All right. Take Have care. A good one. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to The Backyard right here on WEEU. Do I have time for this? I think so. Uh, I have a friend who is, writes so beautifully, and I want to share this with you from Mary Jo. And she talks, is dealing with the snow geese. After the snow geese have moved on, after they have danced upon the wind in their great numbers above the golden, shimmering waters of the lake, under the light of the rising sun, and after their great murmurations lift them to the skies where one becomes all in a thunderous song, we still won't know what it is that we'd seek to know, but we are left in a state of breathtaking awe. We are so much more than the questions science asks, and the answers to which we humans have a deep yearning to know, we are, after all, as scientists and philosopher, poets, or the elemental sinew and song of the snow geese, the rise and fall of the tides, the eagles peal, and the bees buzz, the cycles of the seasons, of the sun and the moon. To nature's rhythms we are all bound, scientist and philosopher, poet alike. She writes so beautifully, and I thank you, Mary Jo, for sharing with us right here in the backyard. I really don't have time for any more calls uh, this hour, so that, uh, let's see. We have Cynthia and Andy. If you, if you want to call back following uh, the news and, and Mike Slater, you're certainly welcome to do so. Or you can hold. That's up to you, okay? All righty. I'm glad you're with us today in the backyard. I missed you last week. And I hope I can talk with you today. 
News is next from ABC, then we'll be right back with our number two of Jack's Backyard. primary day in South Carolina, where former Governor Nikki Haley continues to make the case she is the only Republican who can defeat President Biden. Don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't vote in this primary. It matters. She trails former President Donald Trump in the polls. His comments last night are threatening to overshadow today's primaries, as ABC's Rachel Scott. She's in Charleston. Hello, South Carolina. I'm thrilled to be back. The former president making several controversial comments about his criminal proceedings while trying to appeal to black voters. The mugshot, we've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. And even saying this about the crowd. These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. The former president earlier Friday announced his support for IVF after the Alabama Supreme Court ruling earlier in the week that embryos are people that led the state's largest health care providers to pause offering IVF treatments. It's been exactly two years since Russia invaded Ukraine and the White House has announced new sanctions on Moscow, but more military aid is stuck in Congress. ABC's James Longman's in Kyiv. A series of Russian strikes on Ukraine overnight, marking two years to the day since its invasion. A drone attack in Odessa hitting a residential building, killing a 70-year-old and leaving three others in critical condition. And after the death of Putin's most famous critic, President Biden is now ordering more than 500 sanctions, targeting individuals connected to Navalny's death, as well as Russia's military and financial institutions, including revenue generated from Russia's metals and mining sector. Pope Francis canceled planned audiences for today. The Vatican says he has a light flu. You're listening to ABC News. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I'm Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. 
Eight people died in a head-on crash in Central California. Among the dead are seven people who were in a van and the driver of a pickup truck. California Highway Patrol Officer Javier Ruvacalba says the driver of the pickup crossed over the double yellow line at around 6 in the morning on a remote road in Madera County and hit the van head-on. Of the seven in the van... They're farm workers and at this moment uh, it appears that they were going to work. One victim from the van is alive and was sent to a hospital. Alex Stone, EBC News. Authorities in Georgia have made an arrest in the killing of a University of Georgia nursing student. Lakin Riley was reported missing after she did not return from a morning run. She was later found dead, and this Athens resident said, Really hurt by it. I, I feel for her family and her friends and everyone that was impacted by it. Police say they've now arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. They say this was a crime of opportunity. Meanwhile, his brother Diego Ibarra, the Justice Department, says he's been arrested, charged with presenting a Homeland Security officer with a fake green card. In New York City, firefighters were lowered by rope to pull residents trapped by a fire out of the high-rise windows. FDNY Chief of Operations John Hodgins said, We usually have one of these a year or two. This was three at one fire. A very heroic action. However, one person was killed. More than a dozen were hurt in the Friday fire. I'm Brian Clark, ABC News. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig. A true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. <clears throat> what did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Turn to Jack's Backyard. Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. Thank you. Thank you very much, and good morning once again, everyone. Yours truly, Jack Holcomb, along with producer Linda, ready and eager to take your calls this morning as we delve into nature's wonders right here in Jack's Backyard. 610-374-8800, out of the area, toll-free, 888 Nine, And without further ado, it's time for say good morning to Master Naturalist Mike Slater. Mike, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, Jack. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Hanging in there, young man. What's going on in your uh, natural world? Well, I did have a pine siskin a couple times this week. One for a little while. It was here Sunday, right before I went to Brenneman's Quarry for the Baird Club 
bird observation. You can't really call it a walk because you don't walk very far. That's but, right. So, to look at the quarry and the ducks, which was put on a good show. Redheads have apparently become regular there the past couple winters now when they used to be really pretty uncommon. Now, are, are, are they on schedule? Um, They've been there all winter, so okay. I don't know what their schedule is. <laughs> but it is, it is waterfowl time, though, is it not? Yeah, it is, but a lot of them... We don't know if they really migrated because the lakes up north, especially the Great Lakes, Erie and Ontario, didn't freeze mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. much. So I don't know how many. I'm sure some did, but yeah, this we're getting to the time when they they should be going and head starting to head north. But that used to be almost mid March, didn't it? It seems to me, yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway. So I had a siskin for two days, um, which was nice to see one. But it was—it's weird to see just one siskin. Usually get <laughs> yeah. flocks when they come. I was surprised at the number of emails I got this week, Mike, about the number of blackbirds being seen. I don't know if they're—they're they're here early or if they uh, have been here and just showing up at feeders and backyards right now. I think they're just. They're moving north. We've, I've had a few big flocks of grackles come through the yard. One one came through really early during our um, big snowstorm at the beginning of February. Like at 7 in the morning, I saw all these blackbirds streaming through our yard as I looked out the window from bed. It was almost surreal. Yeah. The complaints about the starlings in Suet are ever-present as well. <laughs> yeah, I've I've gone to the upside down feeder that only the downy woodpeckers, presumably Harry's, would go to. Mike, what about the the corn issue? Uh, earlier caller wanted to know, uh, crack corn, fine crack corn, medium crack corn. If you're feeding small birds, if you're trying to feed juncos, sparrows. Well, you'll get a lot of house sparrows if you feed cracked corn. They really love that, um, which is the reason why I don't. They eat enough of my white millet. I don't need to attract <laughs> even more house sparrows. But fine cracked corn for the sparrows and the little ground-feeding birds. Medium cracked corn if you're, if you're feeding larger things like grackles and so forth. Um, Coarse crack corn and whole kernels would only be if you're feeding ducks and geese mm -hmm. and things like that. Probably chickens. Do, I don't know do, how fine chickens like corn. I think I think finer, not whole grain. Maybe the coarse, but so fine cracked corn is usually what you want if you're feeding small birds. Is that difficult to find, or do all feed stores have that? That they they should all have that. That's pretty common. Okay, the, the I've never had trouble finding it, but like I said, I stopped feeding cracked corn last year when it just seemed every day more and more house sparrows were hearing about the cracked corn and coming to join their cousins. Had an email wondering if the warm weather that we're going to get next week will bring the spring peepers. Or is I it too early? Oh, no, I, I've I thought I heard someone report that they heard spring peepers already. The woodcock's been reported. Yeah, I would I would expect spring peepers for sure. Especially if it's yeah, no question. 
and tree frogs as well? Thoroughly, tree frogs are later. Okay, okay. But we have, we, are we concerned now, or should we be concerned about the, uh, the, the, the little reptiles crossing the road? On rainy nights. If we have nights where it's like raining pretty good in late afternoon or at sunset, yes, that's when the time is that they'll be migrating. As this is something that uh, people should be aware of, especially in rural roads and where there's uh, some vernal ponds, et cetera. Yep. Low, low spots along roads. Um, of course, the famous place where people help them is at French Creek State Park. Right. Across the road, but lots of places. I mean, that's the reason that the tour road at Middle Creek isn't opened until March, is to protect the amphibian migration i said reptiles i should have said amphibians i'm oh, sorry did you? i didn't even yeah. i didn't even notice that i, I, I stumbled no problem i i knew what you meant <laughs> okay that's that's important with me mike and i appreciate it so what what, what can we look for this coming week it's uh, end of february march is uh, at our doorstep it, it'll be more more things Getting ready for spring. Um, I did have a pair of bluebirds checking out our bluebird house this week. Good. Going in and out. So when it was so not so gorgeous and nice on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they were going in and out. So I got to put that on the breeding bird atlas. On my. So you, you're not having the technical issues that Bill has. Well, there, you still have to sort through the breeding codes, but if you tap on each one, it tells you what it means. So it's really not that big a deal, unless you have really big fingers and thumbs, which I don't think is Bill's problem. <laughs> Great report. I appreciate the helping hand, Mike, as always. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Master naturalist Mike Slater right here in the backyard on this Saturday morning. We're staring at the 24th day of February, the last Saturday of the month, and I'm so glad you're along with us today. And let's say good morning to Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you for waiting. Good morning. Oh, no problem. I'm getting ready for a foray into the Ole Valley. I want to see if I can see some of those snow geese. If they haven't headed for Middle Creek already. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But, uh, I'm recovering from my surgery, but I'm still not able to go out, especially with snow, um, like we had last Saturday. But somehow the good Lord is sending nature to me uh. <laughs> because I had a Cooper's, an immature Cooper's hawk land on the patio about 10 feet from me mm-hmm. and look around. It was looking for birds, which, of course, scattered and then it was showing a great deal of interest in the hole at the opening of a chipmunk burrow but uh, it didn't catch anything and eventually flew off but the neatest thing was saturday with the snow i got up it was around 6 30 when i looked out and there was enough light with the snow to see what was going on out in the yard there was a fox, a red oh. fox out in the yard, and it would it was pouncing in the snow around the compost bin. I think it must have heard mice or voles, and it would pounce, and then it would look around and pounce again. Didn't catch anything, so it went around to the back of the compost bin. I couldn't see what it was doing, 
And then it emerged with a mouse or a vole, a rodent of some sort, and it ran out, and it started tossing it in the air and playing with it. And it would take it out. I mean, it was really tossing about 15, 20 feet high. Wow. And then it would land, and it would run over and catch it and toss it again and run over and catch it. And it, it, this kept going on for a little while, and finally it ate it, and then it came back was looking around the garden beds and then went behind the compost bin again, which is a whole hotel, <laughs> and must have caught another one, came out and repeated the whole process, tossing it and then playing with it for a while, and then it would eat it. And this kept going and going for an hour. I couldn't believe wow. it. It was beautiful. The, it was beautiful fur. It was all fluffed out and the tail was all fluffed out it was gorgeous i got some pictures that i i want to send as soon as i can figure out how to do that i want to send them to you but it it was just amazing i have never seen that in 30 plus years of living in this house it it was just incredible and the snow was what helped because i could see it against the snow Mm -hmm. and the whole time this was happening there were cardinals coming up and sitting on branches just framed by the white snow. It, it was just incredible. Wow. It made my day. Yeah, I can certainly appreciate that, yes. Wow, what a wonderful happening. Oh, it was. I've never heard of foxes playing with their catch. I don't know if this was a young fox. It looked fully grown. But I know we have a vixen that dens in the wooded area of our property and because I've heard the kits sometimes, and I've seen the vixen out even in, during the daytime looking for food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was one of the offspring. or it, I've never heard of a, an animal like that playing with its food. I, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure they do. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's really amazing when you have a chance to eavesdrop as you did uh, because it's something you don't see every day or don't, you don't see on TV or a movie or whatever it might be. So you uh, you were treated royally. Oh, I was. <laughs> I was. It, it was just unbelievable. It, it was beautiful. And it, it would have stayed longer, but I finally had to let the dogs out. They, I couldn't put them off any longer. Yeah. So I think it would have stayed for longer than an hour if I had let it. But, you know, the dogs had needs, too. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. And I'll try to figure out how to send, how to email the pictures I took. Okay, please. (laughs) Good to talk with you. You too. Bye-bye. The Backyard, that's us. And we're right here on WEEU. You know where we are. The voice of Berks County and beyond. Don't forget Phillies baseball. That's right. Preseason this afternoon, 1 o'clock. Phillies and Blue Jays. And then tomorrow, Sixers and Bucks at 1 o'clock. Your sports leader. That would be WEEU. Today, there's hope. Hope for you and your loved ones, and hope for safe and affordable drug and alcohol treatment for residents of Berks County. Council on Chemical Abuse invites you to visit their website, cocaburks.org slash hope. That's C-O-C-A-Berks 
org slash hope for more information or call 610-376-8669. That's 610-376-8669 to learn more. Looking for fresh meats and produce, a quick meal on the go, unique handmade gifts, or just looking to meet a friend for breakfast? Look no further than Shillington Farmer's Market with over 25 local vendors who love to serve their community. Visit shillingtonfarmersmarket.com or follow them on Instagram and Facebook for weekly specials, events, and more. Shillington Farmer's Market, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. Open Thursday through Saturday at 10 South Summit Avenue, Shillington. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insurance must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states, patent pending. Join the Reading Royals for their Reading Red Knights and Superhero Weekend Series against the Adirondack Thunder on March 1st and 2nd. Enjoy a player trading card giveaway with a post-game autograph session when the Royals change their name and colors to the Red Knights to honor the Reading School District on March 1st before superheroes visit Santander Arena on March 2nd. The Royals, Reading Red Knights, and Superhero Weekend Series on March 1st and 2nd. Tickets available at royalsaki.com. Have questions about plastic surgery? Ever wonder what's the best way to quit smoking? Get answers to questions about issues like these and many more on Health Talk. Every Wednesday on WEEU, local experts talk about a wide variety of medical topics, and you're invited to call in with your questions. Some shows are open forum when the topic is whatever you want to talk about. Health Talk, Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m., only on 8.30 a.m. WEEU. Your WEEU Greater Berks Region Allergy Air Quality and Health Report will start our report today on the health side of things with news that a very contagious stomach bug is circulating the northeast part of the country. CDC data says the northeast has the highest level right now for norovirus, which is causing vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach cramps. And the interesting thing about this one is hand sanitizer doesn't really help. Experts say alcohol-based formulas don't penetrate the virus, and good old-fashioned soap and water is the only thing that helps. Ways to prevent it is to wash your hands often, avoid preparing food for others when you're sick, and stay at home. I'm Monsoon Mike. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. Welcome back to Jack's Backyard on The Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. W.E.E.U. Thank you very much. 9.22, that's the good morning time. We're in hour number two of the backyard on this uh, Saturday morning. And let's go right back to the phones. And uh, let's see here. Let's, let's go down into the Ollie Valley and say good morning to Ed. Ed, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, pretty good. Last time I checked. That's good. That's good. Quick comment. The lady said she wanted to come to the Oli Valley to see the snow geese. Yes. There's a big pond where 73 and 662 join at the one circle uh, on Gottwald's property. Yes. 
the hunters have the decoys set up there, so I don't think there'll be many geese at that pond. They may be in other fields around here, but I doubt there'll be any there. So I'm so glad you mentioned that, uh, Ed, because it is hunting season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I heard a few shots already this morning, so it probably won't be likely there. But anyway, I had a, a quick question. Are you hearing about uh, activity at bird feeders being less this winter than maybe other winters? Personally, I have not. Uh, occasionally someone will mention it, but not to, to any great number that there should be concern anyway, Ed. Okay. All right. And I... I only feed thistle, and I didn't feed last winter, but I hung the, the feeder out. I got new new thistle in the fall, hung it out, I think, around October, and it's still full right up to the brim. There's been maybe a dozen finches total, So, but I, I didn't know if it was I – don't, I don't think the thistle is bad. I just think it's – they didn't need to be there this year, or they – forgot about it or whatever, but I just wanted to check on that. One of the interesting things about thistle is because if, if it gets, if, if they get wet, they stick together, mm-hmm. uh, un, unlike some of the other b- bigger bird seed, like sunflower seeds, for example. So you, is, you check that, check that to be sure. Well, some of it did get, it's a very tall feeder. There's some openings where everything looks nice and dry, but mm-hmm. there's other openings where it does look wet. Yeah. So, uh, one more quick question. Are people reporting snow buntings? I had one report of snow buntings uh, ever since winter began. Okay, because I see them regularly, not too far from that pond here near Oli, uh, going across the fields. So, And that's almost every winter. That, that, I, I appreciate that. Uh, the last time I saw snow buntings was in the Oli Valley, and that goes back a good number of years ago. Yeah, it's, I don't, I haven't yet had a chance to get out of the car with the binoculars and, you know, study them. But as I drive by slowly, they're back and forth across the road, one particular area. So just wanted to check on that as well. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Ed. All right. Well, you have a good one, Jack. You too. Thanks again. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. This is Jack's Backyard. And I'm glad you're along with us today. All right. Where are we here? Do, 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 do. Let's see. Um, this would be Richard in Blandon, I believe. Are yes, you, that's correct. How are you this morning? I am good. Good. Uh, I, I called in about uh, two things. I am a committee member on the Rough Grass Society here in, in Berks County, Charles E. Bechtel Society. And I wanted to uh, let everyone know that our annual spring field day is going to be on Game Lands 110, which is uh, above Cabela's, and we're going to be meeting at the parking lot uh, off of 183 as you go up the hill from Straustown. It's going to start at 8 o'clock, and it'll be uh, we're going to be uh, planting 1,300 conifers for thermal cover for the grouse, woodcock, and turkey. The date is April 13th. Uh, and it'll be 8 o'clock, there'll be uh, coffee and donuts, and then we're going to have a lunch afterwards, and then there'll be a tour of the mountain to show our habitat work across the top of the mountain. If anyone is interested, I have our president's email if uh, you would like
like me to read that to you, I will. Okay. If not, they can go on the Rough Grass Society website and look up Charles E. Bechtel chapter and give the events that are coming up on our chapter. Would you mind sending me a copy of that so I can give you a little more uh, publicity on that, uh, Oh, okay. Richard? Yes, I will contact uh, Mr. Cave. I don't think our... Uh, I don't think our flyer went out yet, but as soon as we get it from uh, headquarters that is out in Coriopolis, I will make sure that you get a copy uh, forwarded to your email. And, and is that at jacksbackyard? No, it's, it's jkhbird at aol.com. jkhbird at aol.com. Right. Okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention on the gentleman uh, uh, about the woodcock. Uh, the woodcock, some stay local, but most of them are migrating from down south, and they end up up in New Brunswick or Maine for their nesting area. They nest there in spring, and then in uh, more toward the winter, when the ground starts freezing, they start migrating back mm -hmm. down to Louisiana, uh, kind of like northern Florida, any place they can get soft ground where they can feed, because they only feed on, on earthworms. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. They scratch the ground and pick up the earthworms. Blue marsh, probably in a week or two, if anyone wants to go for a walk across Blue Marsh up by Highland Road down along the lake, they'll probably encounter some woodcock down there, because that's usually a nice yeah. area for them to stop over. And they only migrate at night, so people don't realize that, too. They only jump up and fly at night. That's right. So uh, they're, they're wait, like if they're down south, they're wait for a north wind, and then they jump up. And they may fly a couple hundred kilometers in a night mm -hmm. and then drop down in another area to feed and rest. And normally the uh, fledgling, not the fledglings, but the first-year females are the first to come up. And then the males follow up into the breeding breeding area, but we do have some local ones in uh, in our area in Berks County. Yes, and yes. if anybody normally over at Blue Marsh, the Rangers there do a when there's woodcock over there, they have a little uh, uh, what should I say a little gathering of people. They announce it and they watch the courting ritual of the males. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, who jump way up in the air and then spin to the ground. Yeah, it's neat to see. It's, it's neat to see. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, if I can, Richard, about the grouse. Uh, I know the Pennsylvania Game Commission is consider, has done some work with the habitat. Is that in conjunction with you folks, or is that a separate uh, going on? Oh, no, no. The Game Commission will be with us at our uh, field day and our habitat work. So, yeah, there would be a game commission. There would be the game commission biologist. Uh, yeah, we've done projects over the last 20 years with the game commission. They've been very good. We probably uh, donated from our chapter, uh, I'm going to say $50,000, $60,000 or more to do habitat work, to build roads, mm -hmm. to do cuttings, to do fencing, to keep the deer out from destroying the habitat before it gets established. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're all one, uh, we're all one community, the the grouse and woodcock. So yes, we work in conjunction with the game commission. Do you feel? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I was going to ask you are you are you pleased with the increase or because it seems to me the population of of rough grouse is still quite low or I should say very low. Yes, it is very low in Pennsylvania and and, and as you mentioned before in your program a lot of it has to do with West Nile mm-hmm. the way we logged. I mean they're changing they're changing methods on, on the way we do timber, uh, like backfilling all the roadways that we don't have any standing water for mosquito breathing. Breeding. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of times they come out and, and they have ruts from the machinery, and if you get water there and it's standing water, it's an ideal place for mosquitoes to breed. Yeah. So we're trying to prevent a lot of that mosquito breeding, especially in the lower areas like uh, Charlottesville, Port Clinton, they're all elevations that are low enough for mosquitoes to survive pretty well. Places like up in Tioga County and up on top of the mountains where the elevation's above 2,000 feet, we don't have that amount of mosquito breathing. breeding. We don't have uh, those mosquitoes up there like we do here in the lower section. And up in that area, I have a cabin up there, and we've been seeing more uh, grouse up there, more broods in uh, September, so that's a good sign. Absolutely. Well, great talking with you, Richard, and I look forward to getting that information so we can give you some publicity. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard right here on WEEU. You know where we are, the voice of Berks County and beyond. And let's say good morning to Andy. Uh, Good morning, Jack. How are you, young man? Pretty good. I've uh, I've made the woodcock my uh, my winter bird this year, and I've been out every night this month listening and looking for them. Uh, first bird of the year out at um, State Game Lands 280 was on the fifth, and last night was was clearly the big night because I had at least 22. Wow! Uh, and I did get a, a daylight photo of one, so uh, calling all over. So they they definitely moved into the area, and uh, those birds are tracked with uh, the modus. System. So mm-hmm, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with, with the modus trackers, yes. you can go on the site and see where, where and when they're moving. I'm thinking about dusk as the best time. Yeah, so it, it, it has tended to be so far this year and previous years, about 30 minutes after sunset is when you hear the first call. Last night's sunset, I think, was 5.56, and the first call was at 6.01. And last night was unusual as well because previous previous nights and years they call for about 19 minutes after they first start and then they get quiet. And last night was 29 minutes of calling. Wow, I like your research the way you do things. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I've kind, of, I've kind of gotten hooked on the the woodcock for a little bit here. So uh, if, if anybody is interested, uh, most nights yeah, you can find find me out at uh, the Just the Road parking lot at State Game Lands 280 about 30 minutes before sundown. I go looking for them in the wood edges, and uh, last night I did find one, and I will undoubtedly find uh, more tonight and tomorrow night. And that, by the way, is Blue Marsh, right? That is Blue Marsh. So it's, it's the west side of the lake. Uh, as far as the state game land parking lots to get to, it's one of the easier ones. It is a paved, maintained road all the way yeah. down to the end, yeah. and uh, you can hear them right from the parking lot. You don't need to walk very far. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. Yep. Well, continue, young man. I, I will. I've got. I said this is not going to be a year of travel, but I, I also said last year my travel was ended and then traveled more. So I, I will have a, a call in later this year from 
I guarantee a spot no one's ever called in from before. So I will, I will give you the heads up on that one. Okay, you better be careful because I've had some really strange calls from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. We'll take, take care, Andy. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> You're listening to The Backyard. And the lines are open for you. 610-374-8800. Out of the area. Toll-free. 888 Nine. And I would certainly like to chat with you today. The uh, Great Backyard Bird Count of 2024 was a success thanks to the e-birders and the Merlin users around the world who came together to celebrate the birds. With over uh, 7.700,000, no, I'm sorry, 1,000, 7.7,000 species reported, 289,000 e-bird checklists already shared. So I would say that's a pretty good response. And the deadline, by the way, is the uh, 1st of March. So there'll be more statistics coming in on that so we can send them your way. I wonder how many of you participated. I mentioned it when the the, uh, publicity first started out, but I hadn't mentioned it since. And Maybe I should be a little more attentive to... uh, to that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Good morning, and how are you this morning? Good. How are you, Jack? Good, James. Good to hear from you. Uh, we, we had some, watched watch some fun the other day. We had some palliated hanging. We, I, we know we have one pair, and sometimes it seems like more. But uh, I was sitting in my living room and about five feet off of our our deck a palliate landed in the, in the, in the tree mm-hmm. i mean it's like directly out from us you know go ahead and uh i'm kind of getting feedback i put my radio okay. out there oh. uh well this palliate landed and our other little birds i think are sticking seeds and stuff in the in the bark of that tree yes they will do and that. And he landed there, and he was eating, and and from where I could see, he was on the one side of the tree. My wife got some excellent pictures, and I could see a squirrel coming up the other side of the tree. <laughs> well, this squirrel got about the height of the palliated, <laughs> and he flipped around that tree and, and spread his wings and flopped them and set back down the tree that squirrel was. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it, it, it was really cool. And uh, like I say, she got some really good pictures of him. He was probably about 20 from where we were standing. I was sitting in my living room. He's probably like 25 feet, maybe. Great. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool to watch. Uh, they, it's like that palliator said to the squirrel, you aren't getting my food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty demanding. When, when the squirrel sees the size of the, uh, the palliator woodpecker, they, they, I think, would be a little bit hesitant. Yeah, now that's another thing that's funny. When when the palliated flew in, the other birds didn't didn't go. You know, it didn't fly away from the feet from where the feeder was over from it. Uh, they they can tell that it isn't a hawk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because normally when a big bird like that flies in, there they a hawk flies, in, they they scatter. Yeah, yeah. And he came in, and it's like uh, they didn't care. <laughs> that's great but it was really cool to see that squirrel take off when that palliated came around and flopped his wings at it I believe that that's great that is great but we, have, we have a very good place for watching birds we got a little creek running through the valley and 
a bunch of cover for, for the birds. And Do you get the other woodpeckers, too? Oh, yeah, we get the, the hairy, the, the red belly, uh, the, what's the... Downy. The downy. Yeah. Downy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got cut, and owls. We have uh, quite a few different owls back here. Screech and the Who Cooks For You. Mm-hmm, Bard. And uh, the, the, just the Who, Who, the Who, uh, the Great, I guess the Great Horned Owl. That's Great Horned Owl, yes, yes. Yeah, we, years ago there used to be a, a group of young guys that would come out. I met them one time out at the end of my driveway. And I stopped and I asked them what they were doing, and they said, we're, we're sitting here listening to, to the owls. <laughs> that was quite a few years ago. Yeah, bird watchers like to do that if they get if they can get up early yeah. or stay up late, as the case may be. Yeah, well, this was in the evening, and yeah. it, 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 it's kind of neat. I mean, you go out in, in, in the evening, you don't know. I take my pup outside when it's dark, and you don't know what you're going to hear out there as far as owls go, screech owl or... Well, I, I would say you have an ideal location. <laughs> well, they, they timbered a lot of property around us, and we have standing tib- standing timber yet. And I think it kind of, we've had them for years, but it seems like it pull, pulled more in, of them into our area. Yeah, yeah. Now we have a lot of the standing ash that are dead. Mm-hmm. And just about every, where it broke up off halfway, you see a woodpecker hole in yep, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But that's about it. I want to. I thought you'd get a kick out of listening, hearing about that uh, palliated catching that squirrel. We, we, we did. <laughs> that's great. Thanks for sharing so much. I appreciate it, James. You take care, sir. You too. Thanks. Bye. This is Jack's backyard. Since 1846, the Charles Evans Cemetery has served the needs of Reading and Berks County. Beautiful, historic, well-maintained, and with plenty of room to grow, the Charles Evans Cemetery is a nonprofit facility endowed by Charles Evans more than 150 years ago. In addition to beautiful country-like burial space, the Charles Evans Cemetery also has facilities for cremation, a beautiful chapel, a columbarian for interment, and a mausoleum for above-ground interment. And because they are nonprofit, The Charles Evans Cemetery has no salesman to call on you, so there's no pressure. And space is available for many decades to come. For information, call or visit the Charles Evans Cemetery, 1119 Center Avenue in Reading. Foot Solutions in Chillington is having their winter clearance event. Save 10 to 50% off select in-stock footwear, 10% off in-stock cadence insoles, and buy one, get one free Dr. Remedy nail polish. Check out their large selection of footwear, custom and over-the-counter inserts, on-site fit and modification with a highly trained staff and advanced assessment technology. They also offer diabetic shoes through Medicare. Foot Solutions, located at 654B Philadelphia Avenue. Make an appointment today. Call 610-775-4950. Headed out on a warm weather vacation or just looking past the cold of winter? Let Ocean State Job Lot outfit you today. Men's cargo shorts and golf tops, $10 each. Famous Maker Men's stretch t-shirts are nearly 67% off too. Save over 80% on women's swimwear and jogger pants are just $10. Women's hatchy knit or flannel lounge joggers with side pockets, your choice, are only $6 compared to $30 or more at other retail stores. Ocean State Job Lot, your store to get more for less. 
If you need new windows or doors, Deluxe is the place to go. Let the Dennis family at Deluxe Window and Door update your home with beautiful maintenance-free windows and doors. Deluxe Window and Door is a local award-winning family business for over 69 years. Deluxe has windows and doors in all price ranges, expert installers, and a beautiful showroom at 2101 Penn Avenue in West Lawn. Visit their website at deluxewindowanddoor.com. Hey everyone, this is Michelle from BLM Multiservice, here to provide the community with our wide range of services. Whether it's auto tags, U-Haul rentals, car sales, and everything in between, we'll get you started on your road to success. Stop by our office Tuesday through Sunday at 249 Penn Street in downtown Reading. Or give us a call at 610-743-3934. Again, that's 610-743-3934. Or visit our location in downtown Reading at 249 Penn Street. Back to more of your calls on Jack's Backyard here on The Voice, 8.30 a.m. W.E.E.U. And it's just about the right time to say good morning to Marcy. How are you this morning, Marcy? Why, thank you, and you? Good, thank you very much. Well, I am calling, to, I'm wondering about the uh, the spring peeper migrations on the road. When you see the spring peepers crossing the road like that, like hundreds of them or whatever, and we're saying about um, the French Creek at French Creek that someone, that they actually helped the migration across the road. Well, when you stop and you want to help them across the road, you just stop traffic for a while or do you just push them across or does it take hours or days or what is that? That's a good question. They make, first of all, the big thing is they make people aware so they just don't drive right through them without any knowledge. Uh, I, I don't know if they, if they push them off the road or urge them off the road, maybe is the right word, but they right. make people aware of the crossings. Because I've encountered that as well as my daughter. And yes. it's like, and you, and you can't, but you do, it's really horrible to have to drive through there. But um, so I see we could actually get out and just kind of like help them along a little doing a pathway for yourself anyway and perhaps you have a couple of cars behind you that might appreciate that so okay well yeah I, I think that's a good question and i'm wondering from listening to you if uh, people would really stop uh, because like i see a turtle on the road i always stop and yeah me too well, i try to stop and yeah. get him off the road or her but um at french creek do they I wonder how they do that there. This is at night, right? Or, oh, uh, at night. Yes. yes. It's usually at night, yes, in the evenings. Uh-huh. I wonder how they... Well, maybe they... maybe somebody listening could help us with that because I don't know exactly how they do it. I do know they're there to warn people, uh, and okay. I don't know okay. how they okay. shuffle, you okay. know, shuffle them off the road if they do that. So maybe we can find out for you. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm glad. I'm glad you called. This is the backyard, and I'm glad you're with us today. And let's see where we are here. Do 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 do. We're right here. Joe, how are you today? Fine, Jack. I just want to tell you. Go ahead. I'll tell you that I um I saw my first robin last Saturday. Uh-huh. And right now I have a whole flock of them in my <laughs> holly trees, and they're eating all the berries off. They know when the berries are ripe. Yes, I'm, I was surprised. This is the earliest I've ever saw robins. 
Well, we've the we've had yeah, we've had robins all winter. Uh, a, I, oh, a, really? A good number of robins that are wintering with us, and that number seems to be growing. So uh, uh, they're getting used to the cold weather, I guess. But also th- at this time of year, we get some early visitors that come up from the south. So that could very well be the case. Well, they're having a good time in my holly trees. <laughs> I know that. That's I mean, they're just really they're very active. And are they active at this time almost every year? I think this may be the second or third year now. Okay. That's, but this is the earliest I ever saw them. Yeah. Well, those berries are ripe, and they know, and they know when the food's good. <laughs> yeah, well, they have, but there's a lot of berries, and I have a number of holly, female holly trees, and they're having a good time right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, but I, I didn't realize they're this early. I was like, whoa, what's this? You know, it, last week, and it, well, it was bad weather, and there they were. Yeah, it's really interesting that these increase in the robin population with the Christmas bird counts, how the numbers have oh. gone, how the numbers have gone up. So uh, they apparently are adapting. Some are, that's not all. Some, some are. Yeah. Right. Well, that's very interesting. Well, that's all I have to say. And uh, but I thought thought it was I checked with you about it, and I I was just, again I was shocked to see them so early. I thought, whoa, what you know, what's, what's going on here? Well, I'm glad I'm glad you called. I appreciate that, Joe. Well, thank you very much. Take care. This is the backyard and uh, moving merrily along at 12 minutes before 10. That's the good morning time. And uh, let's say good morning to our friend Max. Good to hear from you, young man. How are you? Good, really good. Uh, how are you? Oh, not too bad for an old guy. How did you uh, enjoy the great backyard bird count last week? Well, I, I didn't uh, participate uh, because I had a Cooper's hawk in the backyard all the time. Ah, uh, so just one species. You just stand there waiting for everybody <laughs> else to uh, stop by. All you can eat, right? That's right. <laughs> I uh, the, the weather down here has been kind of ridiculous, honestly. It's been high 50, so it's been like spring. And we've got the, the spring keepers going and finding little critters here and there. And, um... But yeah, down here I was able to get out a bunch of times for uh, birding, and was actually this is the highest uh, species count, um, and I've ever had for this for the great backyard bird count. I actually got up to sixty-one species, wow. a couple of which I had never seen before. So I had a, a ruddy duck at one of the ponds, and I was just like blown away that he was there. Um, a winter wren was in an, uh, a specific area. And, I was trying to ID him, and it wasn't the easiest because they're pretty small little birds, and uh, he's jumping around, and I'm like, okay, let me let me see if I can't play a, a trill sound that sounded like what he was calling, and I, I put my volume on my phone all the way up, hit the winter wren trill call, and I have never seen a bird react so quickly to hearing a, a call, and he hopped up on his little branch probably four or five feet away from me and just belted out this trail. Oh, that's he, great. I guess I had I had I had caught him off guard and he probably felt like there's another winter run in his little uh, area. So he wasn't too too happy pretty uh to get out of my area. And he just jumped up and I was like, Well, I guess I know what I've got here. Like if he responds <laughs> that aggressively <laughs> and he just kept singing for about a minute. I didn't play anymore because I didn't want to agitate him any more than I already had. But man, they're a little, little ball of fury, just sitting there looking around for his uh, 
the, the antagonist I was just sitting there laughing. Yeah, that's a bird you you hear perhaps more than you can see. So I'm I'm so glad you got not only the sound but the sight as well. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Once you hear it, you can start hearing the uh, distinctions between them and the Carolina wrens, which down in South Carolina are absolutely everywhere. They're just here, there, and everywhere. But um, I was able clearly yesterday. I got to witness something I'd never seen before. Um, I was actually doing some yard work digging and i actually kind of like by chance dug up a active cicada from underground like the shell but he was alive and it was just really cool to see the cicada in that like stage of life alive still um which was just you only see them in the summers flying around you see the little like exoskeletons on trees that you know as a kid yeah pick up and carry away with me and have a hundred of them all over the place but actually finding one in the ground still alive was pretty neat. Yeah, and this, 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 there's going to be a, an interruption of them this year. I, I don't know how South Carolina is going to be affected. Uh, there are the two broods. Uh, apparently, uh, I, as I remember, I read the story a couple of weeks ago. I think it's, it's, it's early for them, but they're, they're, okay. the eruption has been predicted for this year. Yeah, so he might uh we might see him again, that, that cicada, particularly in that yard. He might pop out of the ground a couple uh, months from now and serenade us. So that will be, be fascinating. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Good for you. Have you seen any of the early uh, uh, migrants coming north? I haven't seen anybody yet. We have the yellow rump warblers uh, stay here uh, over the winter. Um, and we've got some, what is it, pine warblers here and there, but I think they also stay here during the winter as well. Mm-hmm. So not quite yet. All the uh, the red-shouldered hawks are going crazy right now, getting ready to nest, I believe. Gray horned owls, barred owls are, I think, if not already nested, getting yeah, ready to. That's right. Great um, horned owls, certainly, but, yes. Yeah. And a couple of the, the barred owls have been calling during the day, too, which isn't, I guess this is uncommon. It's just not typical. So that's right. That's right. But yeah, we'll keep uh, keep an eye out and see when those uh, little warblers start showing up at the very top of the tree. <laughs> Before the leaves form. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the leaves form, it's like all I do is get a stiff neck. So yeah, that's for sure. Don't really get to see too much, but. Well, it's been Alrighty. a great treat chatting, man. I'm so glad you called, Max. Thank you so much, and. Uh, keep us posted down there in South Carolina. Sounds good. Thanks, Jack. Take care. Bye-bye. The Backyard, that's us right here on WEEU. So glad you can join us today. Jack's Backyard, the voice of Berks County and beyond. The Voice, 830 WEEU weather. Here's the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. For today, after a cloudy start, sunshine returns, breezy and cooler, high 40. For tonight, clear and colder with a low of 19. For tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy skies with a high of 45. This is Caitlin Lawrence reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. We return to Jack's Backyard. Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. Yes, indeed. I would have time probably for one call uh, if, if you would like to uh, take part. 
So you can give us a quick call. Uh, I did know, talking with Max, Max started calling the program when he, I believe he was 11 years old, something, 10 or 11 years old. And uh, he certainly matured into a, <laughs> he's, he's a naturalist. He's really a great naturalist at his young age. So I'm, I'm glad he called today to bring us up to date on happenings there. Uh, speaking of young, um, the Cornell Lab uh, is excited to host its annual Young Birders event uh, this June from the 27th through the 30th up there in Ithaca. The uh, four-day event aims to bring together teenagers with a passion for birds and an interest in pursuing a career that connects with birds. You'll meet people who have successful careers that involve birds in a variety of ways, from ecologists and artists to audio specialists and computer scientists. So if there are some young birders anxious to learn more and be part of that program, just contact uh, Cornell, birds at cornell.edu, birds at cornell.edu. What else do I have? I have time? Yes, I have time for that. This, I, I, I had a lot of an opportunity since I didn't work last uh, week and we played the old program for you. I gathered some information. One of the most remarkable behaviors exhibited by screech owls is their ability to undergo what scientists refer to as stump transformation. These nocturnal hunters, correctly found in wooded areas across North and South America, have a unique way of blending into their surroundings to evade predators and stealthily capture prey. When threatened or seeking camouflage, screech owls have been observed assuming a distinctive posture. They flatten their bodies against tree trunks, close their eyes to narrow slits, and elongate their feathers to mimic the appearance of a tree stump. This uh, remarkable adaptation allows them to become virtually invisible to unsuspecting passerbys, whether they be potential threats or prey, or they just be everyday and interested bird watchers. <laughs> there are so many aspects to bird watching, and I want to mention something that I have uh, probably do not knew en- enough. For those of you that have really been hooked by bird watching, being a bird watcher or a birder, whatever category you want to follow, bird clubs are a must. You, you will find the experts. You will find they're willing to help, to guide you into this wonderful world of bird watching. And all of the bird clubs, I have not met a member of a bird club not willing to help a young person, or even an older person who's become bitten by the bird bug. So bird clubs are so very important, and they open their arms to you. Their programs are usually free. Most times they are free. And the advice and the help you get is certainly free as well. So locally we have the Baird Ornithological Club up in Lebanon County. It's the Quidapahilla Audubon Society. And in Lancaster, it's the Lancaster County Bird Club, the Lancaster Bird Club. And uh, you can find out all of the information you need to know. We announce their meetings and uh, programs right here in the backyard. But if you'd like to further your interest uh, at no cost to you, believe me, no cost, 
think about joining a bird club. You will be very glad that you did. Thanks for all the great phone calls today. You made the program go, and I am more than grateful uh, for that. So thank you, one and all, for the calls today. If you didn't get on today, maybe you can do it next week. Thought for the Day comes from Alexander Wilson, who is an American ornithologist, I guess a Scottish ornithologist, actually, who said, The Blue Jay appears to be among his fellow musicians what the trumpeter is to a band. When disposed for ridicule, there's a source of bird whose peculiarities of song he cannot tune his note to. When engaged in the blandishments of love, they resemble the soft chattering of a duck. Ah, yes, Blue Jays. Can be friendly. Time for us to get out of here. Make way for news. ABC has that. And then more music for you right here on WEEU. For producer Linda, yours truly, Jack Holcomb, hoping you will find some time to seek Mother Nature's beauty. Just be sure you start it with a bluebird day today. News. I'm Brian Clark. Voters in South Carolina go to the polls today. It is the state's Republican primary, and ABC's Rachel Scott found plenty of support for former President Trump, who holds a sizable lead in the polls. If Donald Trump is convicted, would you still vote for him? Yeah, I guess I would. But some of his comments last night are coming under scrutiny as he spoke to an audience of black conservatives in Columbia. The mugshot, we've all seen the mugshot, and you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. Former Governor Nikki Haley has vowed she is staying in the race regardless of what happens. But ABC Deputy Political Director Avery Harper says... It's going to become more difficult for her to turn out voters because voters are realistic. They want to vote for someone who they believe can win. And Nikki Haley has not won a single nominating contest. And when you look at the outlook for her in South Carolina, her home state, a place where voters know her, it doesn't look great. IVF is a major issue on the campaign trail.